Decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. What a fucked up day it has been. You talking about the sub? Oh, that is so funny. Are you just talking about? Never oh, that's laughed harder hilarious. at the death of five people. Oh my god! So they're they're gonna like make a submarine from Home Depot and refuse to hire any experienced white guys over fifty. And then, um, even though they've had like major problems with the similar submarines in the past, and there was a whistleblower that they just fired, a bunch of these multimillionaires spend two hundred fifty thousand dollars to see wreckage of the Titanic, which you can watch on fucking YouTube, and then they all die. Hilarious. Don't give a fuck. Hire old white men to do all the stuff and things like this won't happen. Should have used a PlayStation controller instead of an Xbox controller, I'd say. What were they thinking? You know, it was connected to like Wi-Fi. <laughs> like, what if uh, you... We can barely even get this show done every week and our lives don't depend on it. I'm going to cock on wishing the best for all of those involved. Oh, come but... <laughs> on. For yes, fuck's go- sake, come but on. No, I... The judgment, I have to question. And... I, I'm not uh, I don't think we should shy away from adventure and exploration and all of those things. But um, deep I sea would, adventure. Come on. I would rather let's put it this way. I'd rather sign up to have Amelia Earhart take me into space than get on oh, that yeah. thing and go into the ocean to see Titanic wreckage. Who cares? There Jeez. is a there is a sad irony, assuming that the motivator for all of these people is I'm fascinated by death at sea. I would love to see the Titanic. Whoopsie. I died at Lol. sea. Yeah, that don't sucks. seek irony in, in your life. No, it's this for those of you that don't know, Tina, I don't know how to say her last name weeks. It's W I I K S. She was um co-host on happy homelands with Ramsey Paul for quite a while. She's been a voice of the, of the dissonant right for years. Um, she is dead and she is, she was 37, maybe 38. Was that, when was that news? When did that come out? Was that today? It came out today, but she died on May 25th. Suddenly they're doing an autopsy and everybody's waiting for autopsy results. But she wrote extensively in her blog about how she got the vaccine uh, so that she could travel in Europe and how it caused all these heart uh, arrhythmias and irregularities. And she felt like her heart was going to explode. And she had some pre-existing inflammatory conditions, uh, it's purely speculative to say this is associated with the vaccine, but I would be I would be shocked if this was not related to the vaccine. She was two years older than I am. Yeah, I hadn't heard that until you mentioned it just before live here. But uh, fucked up, yeah, right? Very sad. Um, Jeez. Before we get into the calls, I have to ask you the story of the week outside of the Titanic sub. Did you the see that Kellogg little... pedophile shooting? Oh, never. Oh mind. no, I don't even know what that is. So I'll have to it's table that. Thing. But the little kids Hitler drawing. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. Okay. That is not what a 12-year-old's handwriting looks yeah, like. Something, okay? Something's a little wrong with that kid's development. That's like a but three-year-old's handwriting. Was it a retarded 12-year-old? Is, the drawing is top cool. tier. I want to figure out a way to be that Hitler for Halloween. Like make a mask of that Hitler face. I don't know if that story is going to go viral enough for people to get that. Oh, have you have done seen... some obscure 
some obscure costumes. Before. You have not seen the memes if you don't think that's viral. They're oh, everywhere. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, I just God. saw one person um, link it to us on uh, on Twitter. So it's, the note was something like, "Dear teacher, so and so, you, I do not appreciate you." And so not only are people putting the Hitler face on historic pictures of Hitler, which is just hilarious the way it looks, but it's always captioned with ways that he does not appreciate certain demographics. <laughs> and it's, uh, I don't know how we can pull this off, but can we make a, a Hitler with that face and an Ava Braun of the same style? Can I commission that kid to draw yeah. me an Ava Braun to go along with that? It? 12 year, you mean that Jewish teacher that lied about this? You, you think it's a hoax, hoax, huh? It is for sure a hoax. Didn't he say something about like, it was worse than I don't appreciate that. He said some stuff about the Jews, didn't he? I don't think he's I don't think he said anything explicitly anti-Semitic other than the teacher was Jewish and he drew Hitler. Maybe I but the note is kind of incoherent, so maybe it's in there. I don't know. I'm looking for it on my Twitter. I can't. I can't. Anyway. All right. Uh, it will be a call in show as usual tonight, guys. Most of you guys are familiar with how that operates. But if you are new and you're curious about how to participate, there are instructions for how to do that. In the description of whatever video platform you may be viewing on, if you would like to participate but you can't do it live or you're having trouble getting in live, of course, you can send us an email question. The way to do that is through the contact page of the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form. That's how we collect them and keep organized. Uh, And, of course, we'll check in with your Super Chats every half hour as well. The child is now facing a misdemeanor charge of criminal harassment. Come for fuck's sake. There's, okay. I didn't know there were criminal charges involved. That's news to me. Dear Mr. Robley, I personally hate you. And I don't something about a man bun. So I switched yeah. telling a teacher I don't appreciate you. I, <laughs> this is incoherent. Yeah. Yeah, this didn't happen. So, okay. So teacher resigns and kid is criminally charged. What a now, little bitch. I was thinking it, it looks like this prediction is not going to be correct because unfortunately it looks like the as they're running out of time here. As far as I'm aware, the oxygen timer on this Titanic sub is very, very low now. But I heard some people theorizing. <laughs> they are so dead already. What Who if this cares? was hoax hoax rescue of the week? What if these billionaires are fine, but they created a, a, they concocted a story where they were rescued so that they could write a book and make a movie? Okay, these nibbas are dead. They they were they died uh, like two days ago. The the, the front of was, the of the submarine probably imploded, and they probably died instantly. Yeah, maybe there was a an abrupt event like that. But if it's just if they just lost power or something, and you lose light at the bottom of the ocean, and you're in a uh, like an RV sized thing with five other guys, what do you do? You can't. You just wait to run out of oxygen. You, you can't even kill yourself at that point. What do you do? I don't know. You just I mean, wait. I have limited uh empathy reserves mm. for people doing incredibly stupid shit and getting killed i just i just well, don't get i don't they shouldn't wait, have even tried to rescue these people wait till they're heroically rescued and the movie comes out three four years from now mm-hmm. yeah no these people are starring good. tom hanks repurposed as captain phillips or from captain phillips <laughs> they'll hire the captain same phillips. somalis as as <laughs> enemies in some way the somalis that designed the submarine <laughs> yeah, maybe. okay uh gilgamesh is up first gilgamesh are you there ah your audio is so bad is it huh. oh no it's okay it just came in a little loud to start but we're good oh that he was saying the same thing that he thought it sounded a little echoey it's okay how you doing dude oh i'm doing fine how are you doing blonde uh i'm in pregnancy hell and oh, i can't I wait for this to be over but oh it's okay i, I only have eight yeah. more months or something 
Well, here's the thing. You were talking. I wanted to ask you something about that. When you had, when you're pregnant with your daughter, because yeah. I've been thinking about this ever since. What was the weirdest thing you craved? Well, in all of my pregnancies, I want, um, I want kimchi. Like I really, I, I love kimchi, but like fermented food. And then today, I was thinking about like like fantasy food I could eat. And I wanted, this is so weird, but I just could not stop thinking about it. what I wanted was like a, like a cream donut, but instead of cream on the inside of it, look at that meat. big ass. And look I was thinking that sounds so good right now. A donut filled with ground beef, right? Is that a thing? No, you can, where do you buy those? Or do you just no, make nowhere? They, those don't exist yeah. because okay. it's disgusting. Okay. There are some artisan donut shops that make things yeah. like that, but. But not like a minced meat pie. No. I wanted like a no. sweet, savory thing going on. Yeah. I okay. obviously didn't did, eat it because that's an abomination. Did you attempt to make this? No. Oh, okay. I was just thinking. Sometimes I just like lay in bed and think about what I want to eat because I'm a, a fucking whale now. Um, no. It's really bad. Well, here's the reason I asked it because I found out from my grandmother because I asked her to make me something as a kid that I never thought I would ever. I go, ooh, what's a ketchup and bologna sandwich and she said mm. that's probably the reason you crave it is because that's probably what your mother had when she was pregnant with you which i was like okay another question was your daughter both of you was your daughter and son quiet after when they were were they quiet babies or loud constant need attention babies always asking oh for, yeah i was a quiet baby I was, oh my my my, mother, my baby she's been quiet from she's always been a, not anymore but like she was always yeah. always quiet yeah yeah I don't have a basis for comparison, really. I I don't necessarily know what a quiet and loud baby is, but they cry all the time. Like when they're in the crib, they're no you. He's crying like for fairly. He's fairly easy, and he's he's a pretty good sleeper. So I'm gonna guess that he's on the more well-behaved side. But without having more kids, it's hard for me to gauge the comparison. I also never put Emmeline down. I like I ever so. See, that's the thing. I was trying to think because when my mother was pregnant with me, because she had, like, I, that email I sent you about her having, my mom having a miscarriage and her health and everything, they thought that her having more kids would kill her. So I was the miracle child. She was violently vomiting throughout my, when she was pregnant with me, it was really violent. I mean, she had dry heaves and everything. And then she got to the point where she had the weird cravings. And like I said, bologna and ketchup and other things I didn't find out, but... That sounds I delicious. Was an going baby, what ketchup and bologna? Oh yeah, that sounds. Mm, that sounds real. See, good. that's what I'm talking about. I've heard of cat onions and ice cream with something. Some women have a real craving for is like those two things, like really salty, like pickles and and onions and bizarre oh, yeah. stuff that you never would put together, like ice cream and pizza. Yeah, I've yeah. been putting onions on bread a lot, like raw onions and bread. I eat oh. that a lot. Just, that's that it today. just bread and onions there's something about something starchy and then something like crisp and huh. and sour or they're, good on, like they're good on pickled. sandwiches but uh just straight bread i just and want a hunk of sourdough bread yeah. and an onion and that's all right well, i'm not i'm on the keto diet so i'm not eating regular bread i've keto's like if you know anything about it it's like no starches no carbs Oh yeah, I was on it before I got pregnant. Um, there is a kind of keto pasta though that's actually pretty good. Yeah, I've been looking for that. It's hard to find. Um, I had to order it on Amazon. Of, Let me look it up. Really that's quick. the thing is that yeah, I had to look on Amazon for it because you go like to the Safeway out where I live, they don't have it, 
And Fred Myers doesn't have it. And they have a more like healthy, organic. Fred know, Myers. Burger. I didn't know you were in the Northwest. Yeah. I guess I didn't. I oh, didn't know yeah. where you live, but you must Portland. be in the North. Oh, you. That's oh, right. You've Portland. mentioned that before. Oh, that's you live right. in that's Portland. Right. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, okay. Have actually, the one of the very few uh, video stores still open that's owned by a movie uh, movie theater now. The Hollywood Video out off uh, yeah. out on Barber Boulevard is where I used to work, and that Fred Meyer. If it's still there, I haven't been back for probably I don't ten think years. I, well, the, the Hollywood Theater is still there on Sandy, and then Movie Madness, which is on Belmont, is yeah. still there, and it's owned by Hollywood Theater now. Yeah, yeah I know Hollywood those, those Video. Those are just places to launder money. Hollywood Video died shortly after I worked there. I was I was on yeah. the sinking ship oh, as it was leaving. Wait, I thought you were a blockbuster oh, guy. No, it was Hollywood Video. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, both of them overexpanded themselves to where they couldn't survive, and we yeah. still have the only blockbuster in the entire country in, um, what is it, on the coast, I forgot what it, Coos Bay or something like that still has the only blockbuster. Stupid Oregon. Still. Okay, before we let you go, it's called the Great yeah. Low Carb Bread Co. I, I got it on Amazon. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not pasta. Yeah, so, it's not delicious like pasta, but it's pretty close. Oh, yeah. And have you had, have you had cauliflower rice? It's like yeah. cauliflower that looks like, oh, it's so good. Yeah, yeah it's I've fine. Been finding, I, I'm not off. I'm not drinking the car, the the corn syrup anymore. I'm staying off the sugars. So it's like, yeah, it's helped me lose weight. And um, yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, like I immediately lost ten pounds in like the first yeah three weeks. Well, I'm of down doing to like sixty pounds. Last time I checked, I was down sixty pounds from the nice. two, from the two eighty. So I'm getting. To, I got to get to one thirty three to one sixty three for five foot seven. I know I'm short blonde. Sorry, I'm not. not <laughs> I I'm was not like nine foot. 133 that's less than I <laughs> that's pretty well that's trendy. what it says when but, i looked it up it said that's yeah. the weight but i said i'm sorry i'm not nine feet tall like your husband a lot of those like it's okay it's a lot of those recommended weights uh, are like zero muscle mass too though it's it like, makes oh, no sense okay so I'm my husband be, has yeah. to because his bmi is morbidly yeah. obese because but it's, they're just he's considering height muscle. and weight, right? They're not actually yeah. right, right, right. So have he has it. to get his yeah. neck measured in the military for his PT. Yeah, yeah there you go. Well, it's probably nothing but, but muscle. That's what it is. They, right. They don't yeah. distinguish muscle from fat. That's from fat. Yeah. BMI is retarded. All right, we got to anyway. give you the boot, Gilgamesh. It was nice to talk oh, to you. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Thanks for calling. Enjoy him. your evening. Oh, yeah. You too. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. Okay, next up is Nomad. Nomad, are you there? Yes, I am. I was talking with Dangerous Spaces. All right, well, you what's on your mind? You would be. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's good to hear from you guys. I, I'm glad to get in this week. Sure. What do you want to talk about? I, well, um, we had been uh, talking before about making parts for firearms and creating our own second amendment items uh previously um we had talked about the glock build before well i finally got a filament 3d printer last week and i'm learning how to use this thing before i upgrade it to be able to print in nylon and from that point i'll be able to print um like uh glock clone frames and uh magazines and whatnot for strictly your own personal use not for resale not for distribution. Yeah, yeah. The amount of time I, I I've put into this as a hobby is uh, there'd be no profit in it for me to do it for resale anyway. <laughs> you can't unless you're, are you licensed? 
No, no, it, yeah, so it wouldn't be for resale. And I'm not licensed. Just for our, just for our fan listener, I'm clarifying the, the purposes yeah. behind your, uh, your, yeah. your operation here. Yeah, no, it's for fun. It's it's just a little uh it's just a little home personal 3D printer, but I actually recommend getting one. It has been surprisingly easy to learn. I have seen 3 print 3D printed uh Glock frames. I've never tested it. So, I don't know what the function is like, how well it holds up over time, any of that. I actually didn't mm-hmm. know that there were different I guess it makes sense that there are different filaments you could use. But the nylon, I don't know that I've ever handled the nylon. The nylon is what? It's just more durable, it's tougher. Yeah, um, a lot of times, uh, uh, like kitchen tools are used, uh, uh, you know, like spatulas, spoons, and stuff that are exposed to a lot of heat are pr- are uh, cast out of nylon, mm-hmm. and you can get carbon reinforced nylon, uh, fiberglass reinforced nylon, and I'm pretty sure that Glock frames are made from something very similar, but those are uh, injection molded rather than yeah. than 3D printed because. 3D printing did not exist at the time as we know it uh, when the Glocks came out. Yeah, I uh, have you tested, have you shot any of these uh, builds yet? Have you tested it out? No, um, it'll cost me about $30 to uh, upgrade the printer so it can handle the higher temperature nylon. Mm -hmm. And I have to make a little enclosure for it so that it stays nice and warm in there. And uh, it's just really accessible though it's just a hobby thing it but it's something you've got to sit down and do and learn how to uh you know tweak your printer get the right settings so you get the best quality um finish and everything else but people are making uh some really intricate designs not just for firearms but uh there's all kinds of things that they don't want you to have that you can make at home now I'm trying to think of what those restricted items would be, but uh, please clarify. Well, Fed, Fed, you know, <laughs> it's okay. Depends do it. on which country you live in. Uh, yeah, yeah, I live it's in the comparatively. Sorry, go ahead. Do we yeah. lose them? Oh, yeah. Go, go ahead. Sorry. I live in a comparatively free state. Yeah. What state is that? And, What's a uh, free state? Arizona. Uh, comparatively uh, free. Yeah, not free from Mexicans. Yeah, but you know, the thing is, there's two different groups, uh, you know, broadly speaking, of uh, people who have Mexican ancestry. You've got the ones that have been generations here, that have families that date back to when this was part of Mexico. And they are conservative, they work hard, they go to church, they have all of the values that we want for our neighbors. But then you've got the ones that are streaming across the border that consider our laws quaint and a guideline. And uh, they also like chopping off heads. You know, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So you get (laughs) both types. And uh, yep. Yeah. I've, I've got no problem with my uh, legal neighbors. You know, it's the illegal ones that always cause the problems. All right. Well, uh, we'll have to let you go shortly here. If you have a final thought, go ahead. But uh, I will say as you uh, get more practice in this hobby, I would like to hear how it goes for purely storytelling reasons, not for uh, any sort of transactional purposes. 
yeah, no, I wouldn't. Uh, I would not risk my freedom. I've still got a kid to raise uh, for uh, any anything that uh, any sort of hobby or anything like that. I definitely would not want to risk either my custody or my freedom. Uh, I want to see my kid graduate. Sure. Well, thanks for calling yeah. in. Good luck with the project. You guys have a good one. Thank you. You too. Okay. Spray and pray. Spray and pray. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's going on, man? We are all right. What's on your mind? Um. Well, let's see. I, I sent you an email uh, a few weeks ago about a, a a letter that I got from the ATF. Do you remember that? What? What did it say? Uh, yes, I do now. I, do, uh, I remember your email. I'm trying to remember what the exact issue was. Something about a trigger. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, go ahead and describe it for the audience so they understand. Okay, yeah. assuming so that's you what don't you hear about, about this one in the news very much. Um, basically, it's similar to the uh, <clears throat> the arm brace thing that's going on, but uh, rare breed triggers basically, and a couple other companies have a trigger that basically forces the reset during the the cycling of the action, and so it's technically semi-automatic. But the government, in their infinite wisdom, has been like, you know what? We don't like that anymore. We're gonna basically define it as full auto and mm. uh, make it illegal. So that's and, pretty much and so the, the how well I, I'll defer to you on what you are or not comfortable saying, um, <laughs> but you received a letter related to this. Yeah, yeah, okay. I received a letter. It said I may be in violation of this law and uh, that um, I need to schedule time to go down to local ATF ATF office and I guess give them my stuff, which um, I have completely ignored, by the way, I haven't. Uh, I mean, what are you supposed to do? I, I what assume... did they want you to do? They wanted you to contact them and do what? Uh, surrender my my trigger that I may or may not still have. Basically, like it it was legal when I bought it. It got stolen so, from my house. He put it on the yeah, Titanic. Yeah, got sub. stolen. Yeah, yeah, Titanic. <laughs> you know, um, or I guess um, I sold it. You know, something like that. But if I say anything like that, I could. If I still had these triggers and was caught with them. I could incriminate myself, you know, perjury and, and end up with extra charges, whatever the case Yeah, I is. definitely, uh, I'm not a lawyer and uh, I'm not giving legal advice, but I would say the worst thing, if it was me, the last thing I would do is voluntarily go to the ATF and lie. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Hey guys, absolutely. just so you know, here's a lie. Like you're either you're going to quote unquote comply or you're just going to ignore them, but you don't right, um, right. approach them with false information. That would be, no, I think, but the if you, if you turn it over too, it's also confirmation that you still have it and it's, and it's in your possession. It seems like it would give them more fodder for any future. Um, I don't know what, what, what can they even charge you with that? With, well, in this case, they, they would theoretically charge a, machine gun. a hypothetical person who's not spray and pray in possession of one of these uh, rare breed triggers. Yeah. Possession of a, an unregistered machine gun, which would be a very serious crime. That um, is asinine. And, and yeah, the, yeah, the one thing that, that I think is uh, obviously if you're in possession of one of these triggers or, you know, with braces, likewise, right now, it'd be the same idea. Unregistered short barreled rifle in the context of the of the braces. But do you know how they found your identity or how did they come to conclude that they suspect you of being in possession of one of these? Do we, do we know we that? We narked on them, remember? Yeah, right. See, that's what I still don't know. And that's what's concerned. That's what concerns me is because when I ordered the trigger initially, because I did, I can't lie and say I didn't order it because I have records stating that I did somehow. But 
I don't know where they got those records because the website that I ordered it from, Rare Breed, says that they did not keep uh, customer information on hand specifically so that they wouldn't in the future possibly have oh, to Oh, I'm it sure over. it was some ATF data mining operation. I wonder, Either that uh, yeah. or they got my credit card information yeah. or, you know, something along those lines. Does Rare Breed so, I mean, make, do they, I don't, I'm not familiar with the company. Do they make a bunch of products, including this trigger, or are they just kind of making they, this trigger? They have Rare Breed triggers, which is where they made these triggers, but that website has been taken down completely. You can't find it anymore. Okay. But they also have Rare Breed Firearms, which is closely related, but technically a separate company. So, And I wonder if they have a separate sort of thing, uh, business entity, that is to say, if your suspicion is is correct and ACF was able to recover credit card records associated with rare breed triggers as opposed to rare breed firearms, then, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe there's some credit card fuckery afoot here. Maybe they just disclosed that information voluntarily. Who knows? Oh, pro- probably. They, they probably did. There's some loophole in, like, the Patriot Act somewhere or something that says that they can do that sort of garbage, but... But yeah, I, I still you, have no idea how they got the information. Did you ever try? Uh, did you contact your credit card company about it? Wonder no, if they, no, they I probably wouldn't even tell you. But yeah, I, I I doubt it. But in in this, okay, so I, I watched a, a YouTube video about some guy who actually had the ATF come to his door, and he was like an actual firearms manufacturer or something like that, working out of his house. Mm-hmm. And all he said was, once they once he found out that they were asking about the triggers, he said, okay, I'm not answering any more questions. Um, I'm not going to help you in this investigation anyway, you know, so see you later, get off my property yeah. type of situation. And I okay. feel like the exact same thing, if this arm brace thing goes through, especially since you can buy an arm brace on any single website, you know, that has firearms products on it and you can still buy them, you know, um, they, they can easily get that information. If they can get it from Rebri, they can get it from anybody. And if it doesn't get litigated in court in the way that we hope it does, there's going to be ATF agents going to people's doors. Yeah, you that wonder if so they would just do the same thing with like SB Tactical or anyone else mm-hmm. making these braces. Just uh, if they can't get it from SB Tactical directly, uh, maybe we have friends at MasterCard. Maybe we have friends at American Express and where we see transactions yeah. that uh, are traced yep. back to SB Tactical. We, we yep. might uh, so, send um, a letter just like they sent a letter to you. Unless you bought it at a gun shop with cash, you know, yeah. they're going to have some Which kind most of people, you know, don't record. do these days. And I include myself in that. It's it's wiser to do in this context. Yeah, but that, I, I probably should start doing that. It's just everything's so convenient, you know? It's like, I hate yeah. I hate carrying around cash and, and coins. And I hate everything Art. about, I hate everything about the physical element of cash. Obviously, I like cash in principle for this reason, but I hate carrying cash. But uh, right. you got to go back. Our, if we're going to be first for convenience is going to be our downfall. In yeah, this country. it's like you got to if they're going to abuse you in this way, of course, you got to go back to uh, uh, some some format where you have privacy, whether whether that's going to be in the crypto world digitally or whether that's just cash in person. Uh, if, if we don't have the privacy of our transactions right. and they have to be approved, we're by never the authorities. going to have privacy but of transactions. Even, even the government bartering. is infringing on that, though, because they want all your um, what are the the third party like transaction apps, like your your um, your PayPal and mm-hmm. and like whenever you sell something private party and make like a couple hundred bucks, they want that information for tax reasons. Oh now. yeah, always. So you you can't even do private party purchases without the government getting into your back pocket. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. Well, thanks for the call. And if anything else happens with this particular letter and this trigger case, send it my way because I would be interested. I think you're right that this, as goes the break, well, as goes the trigger stuff, the brace stuff will probably follow. They're effectively the same thing. So they'll they'll deploy the yeah. same tactics in either case. Yeah. I mean, obviously not as many people have the triggers, which is yeah. why you don't hear it in the news as much. But But yeah, it's basically the same type of case. All right. Oh. Well, uh, Godspeed and hopefully no Good luck, Blonde, on. with that. <laughs> yeah. I Blonde hope you is feel taking, better. A, taking a break, but uh, she'll be right back. And yep. uh, thanks for All the right. call, man. Yeah, no problem. You have a good one, Matt. You as well. Okay. And we're one minute before the bottom of the hour, so it's a good time for a break. Uh, you okay? Fucking kid. Better be worth it. <laughs> uh, I assure you, he or she will be. Over on Rumble says, you don't know hey, that your kid could be a piece of shit. You have no idea what's going to happen. What if he grows up to be Hitler? Wait, is that a? Well, that would be awesome. Oh, I mean, so, sorry. Worry what he... about what if they grow up to be like Marx or something? Okay, so what if he grows up to be Marx? Bert over on uh, Rumble, Bert five five nine says, "Hey, my jagas." Season two of 1923 is on ice. This blows. Good thing we have more Yellowstone and spinoffs. Is that true? I didn't hear that at all. I have to look it up. Uh, well, Yellowstone has been kind of in a weird spot too with this Kevin Costner stuff. He he's leaving the show, and they supposedly and the show the, sucks, and I don't well, know why anyone watches it. This season five, Yellowstone, I think, has kind of reached that point where a lot of shows reach where it's like, why are you doing this? Stuff? You had your good run, and it's kind of it's it's sort of. When is nineteen twenty three coming back? The greatest well, love he, story ever told. That's what he's saying. It's on ice. Apparently, there's some sort of obstacle, some sort of obstruction. What? I thought he was talking about Yellowstone. No. This is news to me, but I'll keep an eye on that. I liked 1883 better, but I certainly am interested in watching 1923. What happens with Julia? I don't like her. Postpones production amid writer's strike. Oh, that's why. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Blonde always wanting pickles and ice cream at 3 a.m. Sounds accurate. Mm. Yeah. JD fourteen ninety two blonde. I just discovered baked maple bacon donuts are a thing. If that works for you, that's like uh, there was hey. a spot in Portland called Voodoo Donuts that had the craziest, oh yeah, places the tits. Yeah. yeah, the last time I went there, I had one called called Acid Rain that had sour Skittles on it. This was again like ten years ago, but it was pretty awesome. But the, I think the the bacon donut is a staple of theirs. That's a permanent thing. That's not. Uh, Sounds delicious. I assume they're still there. I don't know. For all I know, Antifa ransacked Voodoo Donuts five years ago. But mm. Voodoo Donuts was a thing when I was a Portlander. Oh. Honey Twerkman, 55 years ago, LBJ triggered the explosion, completing the Flathead Tunnel bore. The seven-mile-long Montana Tunnel is part of the 60-mile route of the Great Northern Railway, necessitated by the Libby <laughs> Dam. I, um... Even though I am a Montana and I spend so little time up in the glacier area that I don't know that much about that part of the state. But it's like to get up to Flathead Lake is, you know, that's a five hour drive to even the southern end of of Flathead Lake from here. So but we did honeymoon up uh, up on Flathead Lake. That was that was cool. But I haven't been back for a couple of years. Anyway, uh, thank you for the Montana history. Bert says, I don't know who made into or who moved into Blonde's neighborhood, but I do not feel like an appreciated or wanted token right now. What? Isn't he, isn't Bert the uh, token Hispanic? I think he's mad at you for your Hispanic commentary. There's a Hispanic in my neighborhood? I don't know. I thought Uh, I drove all of you people out. (laughs) 
I'm just joking. I actually saw a black person today in town. Wow. The uh, Can the di- you believe that? It's getting very diverse in Coeur d'Alene. I can't believe it. Naturally, uh, he looked like he was going to rob somebody. He was like, he had like a backpack like slung on his shoulder and he's like looking around like this. I'm like, why can't you be like Urkel? He had, why uh, do you have to be a George Floyd, not an Urkel? He had uh, just a stack of Lululemon uh, yeah, really. leggings. I just like looked at him like, what are you, what are you doing here, bud? What? <laughs> Well, to your point, North Idaho is not really the selection of many people of color. It's 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 not commonly their choice. Yeah. No, Spokane's right across the way, buddy. Spokane, uh, Spokane is kind of rough, is it not? I've I've heard it's called Spoke Compton. Yeah. <clears throat> Stick sent me here yeah. says not free from Mexicans. Quote blonde top cack. Thank you, Stick sent. I'm Jake. I have mixed feelings about Mexicans. Um, I'm conflicted. M- over on DLive, Mr. Nargis, thanks for supporting the show. Uh, <laughs> on Odyssey, Atlas, Rain Axis, I am devastated that Tina Wilk passed. She seemed like such a kind person. The level of goodness in the world went down a notch with her passing. I was not familiar with her until you just mentioned her. But Shock. I'm so shocked. Hmm. Like My friend Lana just told me about it a few hours ago. I was like, what? Just shocking. I, she's told me that she went to the other side, and I was so confused because I thought she meant she just had become a leftist or something. I don't know if I've ever heard it phrased that way. Went to the other side. Mm -hmm. I've heard passed on. I've heard that kind of phrasing. Went to the other side would be new to me. I would assume politically if someone said that to me. You're right. You're so young. Why did she get the vaccine? Why did she do this? Let's catch up with uh, YouTube and Tippy before we hop back into the calls. Hi, Truth Seekers. If a woke scold indicts or impugns my motives, I like to lean into it. I speak into my watch and I say, We've got one that can see. Kidding. God bless you both and your families. Is that from They Live? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would assume she's got the little sunglasses uh, emoji. <laughs> but um, but yeah, there is, uh, seriously speaking, I know you're kind of like, you're. there's a little bit of a joke there, but whenever these insults or smears are thrown at you, it's like, when you stop trying to fight them and be defensive about it, it's like, yeah, so what? Okay. I You've called me a name. What yeah. now? That's it doesn't really that's not really a point. It's not really an argument. No, it's just no. you don't I, like I mean, it me. doesn't it doesn't work anymore. You remember mm. like seven years ago, go back and watch some footage of us when people would call us racist and we'd be like, well, I never. Oh, I Ooh. fought Daryl Lamont Jenkins and uh, I still would because Daryl Lamont Jenkins is uh, worth fighting. But um, but yeah, Daryl Lamont Jenkins was probably the first person in my life who called me racist and like meant it, meant it yeah. uh, sincerely. That, that was something I never. Ex- it hurt you. I wouldn't. I don't know if hurt is the right word, but it was um, yeah. shocking or shocking. jarring yeah. in a way that it no longer is. And I don't mean that just because people call me racist all the time or something. It's just it's all of these words are so overused. They have hardly any meaning anymore. And also, I don't care. I don't care if you think that I have the wrong opinions about individuals, groups of people, yeah. whatever. You still have to argue the point. Calling me a name is not making a point and uh they don't have to argue the point though well they they do to make a valid point but i suppose Mm -hmm. if they want to win the emotion game depends the rule are you playing by the logic and reason game or are you playing by the emotion game to your point i can play the emotion game too yeah george washington in life i always preferred western razors thank you matt christensen for representing me properly, you're a great American. Great oh well, thank American. you. That was uh, Western Razor, though they they uh, they informed me that that particular 
Shaving cream was George Washington's personal choice, and it appears to be correct. Yep. Oh, my soap is dropping. I forgot to tell you. Okay, so do you have news on that? Yeah, it's all getting prepped. We're getting the listener code set up and everything like that. No, but uh, are you prepared to reveal what the scent and the title are? Oh, sure. I like a... I have combination skin and because everything is about me, I just wanted to make a soap bar for me that I sell to other people. So it's an almond, uh, oatmeal bar. So you get that almond oil, like fragrance, the exfoliation. It's my favorite kind of soap. Um, it smells so good and leaves your skin so soft. It's just the one you're doing one bar. I will do one bar. Okay. Unfortunately, they would not, let me make any Holocaust jokes <laughs> in the title of the so no I'm just okay I didn't I didn't pitch that no I just want um, the scent of lampshades I don't want uh, actually like do you have a name for this and I was like I don't have the heart to to ask to pitch lampshades to you what did you call the soap is it just blonde soap or something do you have a name no, for it no it's just oat and almond or something like oh, okay so no no fancy title no I mean he's like do you have any ideas for the name and I was like honestly outside of of Holocaust stuff. I got nothing. Let's just call it what it is. Uh, Tortuga. Just watch your new video on the beer bug. And I have to ask, how does this revelation not implicate Fauci and others in the deaths of all of these people? I didn't see your video. Uh, it you does. Me a TLDR. The, Fauci's been implicated a million times. Fauci deserves at least the uh, the TNF, if not. Uh, I mean, that would be kind treatment of him. Um, no, you know, so that also means titty fuck. Right? The, the new, I know. That's why it's funny. Uh, <laughs> Fauci deserves that too. Just instead of he, he deserves that with like uh, Lucy from The Walking Dead. He deserves oh, to be TF'd oh. by Lucy oh, from The oh, Walking God. Dead. That's oh. what he deserves. Oh. Um, okay, so the news is you you were familiar with prior State Department intel that there were people there were people at the Wuhan lab who were sick with Rona in the fall of 2019, way before yes. it was ever discovered at the wet market. Yeah. Well, now. Through some sort of intel leak to uh, Michael Schellenberger and Matt Taibbi over on their Substack, those three have been identified, and mm. their names are hilariously stereotypically Chinese. It's Ben Hu, Yu Ping, and Yan Zhu, if my memory is correct. So it's Hu, <sighs> Yu, and Zhu, and Ben Hu. So these are all gain of function research. Ben Hu, in particular, he's like the Bat Lady's intern. Yeah. And not only is he the bat lady's intern, he received something like $40 million in grants from the federal government since, you know, the last five years or so working specifically on assessing the risks of Corona bat coronavirus emergence. And, uh, and yeah, it's, it sounds like he made the virus. Whoopsies. We paid him to make the virus. Some of yeah. the money went through Fauci or through the NIAID. Yeah. And, uh, he was the first guy sick. So, and these, it, it's, it's, there's also more Chinese military involvement than we were previously aware of. These people actually went to the Pentagon seeking funding, too. So there's all these military components. You start to wonder, was was there a, some kind of weapon thinking involved in this? Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's further confirmation mm-hmm. that it came from Wuhan. It was designed in the Wuhan lab. We paid them to make it. Yeah, and, okay, and, no surprise here. The worst part about this, though, is that no one gives a shit. Well... Isn't that painful? Isn't that the most painful part of this? It's like the only people that care are people that already knew this was going to happen. Yeah. Well, it's, this was the case. It's weird that it is kind of partisan in that way. Like I I think that a lot of people care about this very much myself included, but, uh, but among progressive people of progressive political persuasions. Yeah. 
they sacrificed too much that people that, that bought into this narrative had to sacrifice, had to sacrifice too much. They're just never, ever going to be like, Oh, I shouldn't have destroyed my health and my future and yeah. the health of my children to get this goddamn vaccine. You have to believe Tina. it was worthwhile. What's the famous saying? It's easier to trick a man than to convince him that he's been tricked. Something totally. Like that. That's so true. That's yeah. so true. I think that's so depressing. It, it probably is that dynamic going on. You're probably right. It's like, um, no, I'm, I'm too invested in believing that this all had to be done. So I don't care if the but origin. What an awful revelation about human nature. Yeah, maybe this has been. That's why people are so demoralized. All right, yeah. let's move on. Uh, yeah, we'll come back to your chats at the top of the hour. Thank you, guys. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. Egrin is up next. Egrin, are you there? What's on your mind? All right. Uh, so just uh, Montana representatives sent a letter to the ATF and IRS asking for answers after a search at the Highwood Creek Outfitters. Mm-hmm. It's a gun shop that happened back in June 14th. Uh, apparently 20 armed federal agents entered the store and remained there for several hours and confiscated several boxes within the uh, worth of documents. Yep. Uh know anything about that i do yeah we talked about it a little bit on sunday and uh i did listen to the gun shop owner on local radio here the other day what did he say um, he was saying exactly what was reported in the story that we ta- that we discussed which is yeah uh the irs is telling him that they suspect that he has a bunch of unreported income mm-hmm. so they sent 20 armed agents like egrin is saying and they they not only copied his computer drives but they took a whole bunch of paper documents of firearms transactions that are not financial documents. And we still don't have answers as to why they took documents with the information of potentially tens of thousands of Montana gun purchasers Mm. and have not explained it yet. Um, But yeah, that uh, was there anything that you wanted to add to that? Uh, I would say they're not really being very transparent on that situation. And it's like, uh, as far as I know, they've just at least sent a letter as far as a clarifications. And so far, there has been no response on that yeah. part. Uh, second thing, if would you ever invite Sam Hyde to your show at all? Or, sure. Hell or, yeah. Oh, that would be so awesome. As long as he doesn't commit a mass shooting. Okay, fair Especially enough. if he commits a mass shooting. <laughs> Live on air. The Call of Duty style GoPro on the helmet mass shooting sam hyde that's what i want um and why uh, do you have a do you have a direct line to sam hyde i'll 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 make magic (laughs) uh and then just want to follow up uh so far there's still no like clarifications on the east palestine situations even some of the teams that went in to like investigate uh how bad the effects is half the team got sick and there's like very little like air quality is definitely like dirty laundry man no surprise there i suppose and uh i'm just gonna be very brief on, on this call so we can get to like phil and everyone else uh shout out to uh kurama uh who is live streaming right now with cinnabonbon um one of the vtubers uh cinnabonbon uh does like 411 missing the uh, streams and a bunch of other stuff uh Go watch them as long side. Cool. Uh, I don't know what any of that meant, but you should do what he says, guys. Thanks for calling in, man. Oh, yeah. Later.
Have a good night. Bye. -bye. We have a wholesome audience. Do you ever think about that? Um, well, uh, I suppose some of them could be described that way. Many of them. Not all, though. Not like that raggle fraggle. He's pretty wholesome. Why do you call him out as not wholesome? Oh, he's going to have to defend his honor next time he calls in. All he does is send me pictures of his baby. I'm pretty sure he's like very wholesome. <laughs> Reinhardt, are you there? Reinhardt? I got nothing. Can you hear him? Yeah, no, I can't hear. Okay. Reinhardt, we will try again momentarily. Sorry about that. Let's try Cooter McGavin. Cooter, are you there? Hey, what's up? Can you guys hear me? Yes, no, sir. Oh, we can hear you. What's nice. on your mind? Uh, congrats to Blonde. I don't think I've talked to you guys since then, but... Thank you. Awesome. I, I will vomit in your honor for the congratulations. <laughs> uh, I should say, uh, so, so I had a friend who, uh, she just had her second, and uh, both her pregnancies were very different one she was huge and you know it ended up being a boy and he was a big big kid second pregnancy it was like completely different she's like oh it's got to be a girl this time and it was another boy so huh what uh, I, I don't oh. i don't necessarily think <laughs> i don't know if it it could be i don't know <laughs> i don't know i mean i don't really people are like oh do you want a boy or a girl in my heart of hearts i genuinely do not have a preference i don't care yeah yeah, and I think that's how probably most people are, unless they're on their fourth in a row of the same thing. Then yeah, you know, but this is our last kid, so gender. just like My the last one was the last kid. No, this is. I remember you said that. Actually, I have a hypothetical for you, blonde. I'm no, I'm not doing this again. I'm not. You can't make me. So here we go. Okay. Well, so so let's say um, so you have a, a friend who's black, right? This and, is a uh, hypothetical, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> I just joking. <laughs> He gets so mad. <laughs> right, that was and, funny. I'll, I'll give you that one. That was funny. And let's say the stat is that by age 35, 25% of black men are, will have, have been to prison. I'm pretty sure that is the stat. Have you heard that before? No, that's crazy. That can't be true. I, I don't know. I've read it somewhere, but who knows if it's true. Let's just say, let's say for the sake of this argument that it is true. Okay. Um, so you have a black friend. You know, he has two parents, a mom and a dad. They're present. He did well in school. And let's even say for the sake of this argument, that um that all his friends are white okay would you say that according to statistics and, and, and he says to you he says well according to statistics there's a 25 percent chance that i'm going to go to jail is that true or false okay you're telling me that this is a a black friend that i have chosen it's just some, like somebody you maybe went to your high school maybe, maybe not even friend but somebody you know he's, he's a pretty well-off black person uh smart uh does all the right things two parents you know they, okay, yeah there's, got a good there's no the there's no way that it's 25 percent then because you know just so, just because they're black they still uh these these statistics can always be stratus stratified into into subgroups and so for for people in two parent households that are black that are college educated and wealthy i bet it's like the same rate of criminality as okay. as most white and, and, people. and i yeah and i assumed you were gonna say that so do you know where i'm going with this probably not I, no, I'm not. So, so on the last show, or maybe it was the last call on show, you said that at age 40, uh, the chance mm -hmm. of a miscarriage is it was some astronomical number. Um, you remember what it was? If you got pregnant uh, at age 40, you said well, like at age, I think it was age 50. 20, you have like a one percent chance. At age 40, it's like a. 20%. No, I was talking about trisomy. The chance of miscarriage at 40 is like 60 percent plus. 
60 percent is that is that is that true? well okay are, are we talking like post-implantation failure because that's 50 50 uh, no matter what your age is but yeah. once you have I, a I, clinically it was just, it was just something on. you mentioned the last show you basically said, it was trisomy you know, it's trisomy yeah you know you said that basically the reason i'm not going to have another is because at age 40 you know there's just no there's no chance yeah. so that's why i'm done after this one but you know just like the example with the black kid is that, you know, you, you probably should split these statistics up. I mean, think about what does the average 40-year-old woman look like? What's their fitness level? Are, are they... That's you know true. I mean? That's true. However, um, in, in the female reproductive system, the most protected thing in the female reproductive system is, um, is the ovum. It's the egg. So it's protected from toxins. It's protected from, from all of these external and environmental factors. It's why... Uh, child, childhood cancer survivors that have had chemotherapy where they didn't irradiate their stomach have the same rates of pregnancy in adulthood uh, because the body protects the ovum. It's just, it's just our, our, our purpose. So when we see these statistics, it doesn't really matter how healthy you are, how, you know, things like obesity, they do marginally increase the rate of trisomies and things like this, but it doesn't really matter how healthy you are or how fit you are. All women undergo um, really significant aging of the ovum, and it is the number one factor for miscarriage. Yeah, I mean, and I, I, I agree with that. I mean, and I, I, I think I agree with everything you said, but I'm just kind of trying to talk you out of you. So like, right, I just, this, you know, done. I like look and... at a chart and I'm like, at what level am I comfortable? Because I would have an abortion under no circumstances. Like my baby comes yeah. out a ball of fingers and I'm like, all right, I guess I'm raising this ball of fingers now. Like there, there's nothing I could, I'm going to do. I'm never going to have an abortion. So that, that changes my decision making and my risk assessment. So I'm like, at what level am I comfortable having a child? One in 200, which is the risk of trisomy that I'm at right now, that's something that I can sleep with. There's a 99.5% chance that I do not have a baby with trisomy. Like, okay, I can deal with that. If I wait three more years, then I have um, a 2.5% rate of trisomy. That is too high. That is, that is non-negligible for me. Yeah. But, you know, uh, the average woman it would probably be like, oh, I have a, a, a 97.5% chance of having a normal child. Like, I'm fine with that. But for me... That's too fucking high. Yeah. Okay. And I, I guess you got a point there. And, and really, I'm, I'm only going off of what you said on it was the last show or whatever. But it was kind of maybe like, my risk tolerance right. will go up. Call or back I'll in like, three years to explain uh, how all of this was bullshit, and you knew it. Also, my <laughs> husband is old. That's the other thing. Like the yeah. risk of trisomy yeah, goes up. Good shape. I mean, it could like no, none of this is not Al Pacino. Think, think about know? what the average 45 year old guy looks like in this country. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, that doesn't matter and, for sperm quality either, though. So like yeah, true. you have a wife that's 35 and a husband that's 45. It's like a man over 40 is also increasing the risk of all of these all of these problems. I feel yeah. I feel like people really roll the dice too much. Like I know oh, people on, that Robert have De Niro like just had a kid. And what's he 80? Yeah. Why did they both? Why would you do uh, yeah. that? De Niro did too. Just right. had a kid. It was both. Yeah. Of those I think it was De Niro Al Pacino and, uh, did. And, and De Niro did. Yeah. Pacino, Pacino, yeah. yeah. Pacino's like 80 something. And his girlfriend is 29. Yeah. The first thing he did is get a paternity test. I was like, yeah, all right. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I'm surprised it's even physiologically possible, but uh, good yeah. for him, I guess. It is. He just shot out like he's, one he's got, sperm he's the that best was normal. That, uh, that money can buy. <laughs> how can you even jizz at that age? Like uh, how, anatomically, how does that even work? I wasn't going like, to get graphic, but, balls. Yeah. Well, I, your balls are hanging down to your knees. Like how does the sperm even like 
Like, well, isn't yeah. that what they what they drink the blood for and the That's adrenochrome true. or yeah. whatever they're whatever they're doing? I mean, he just I, gets I a shot of adrenochrome like right into his dick, and then he has yeah. to hit it at age 111. All <sighs> right, you want a you want a right, last so, word, Cooter? Yeah. So uh, so Blonde mentioned something about uh, fermented food oh, and yeah. um, red mm-hmm. onion cravings. Oh, oh, have you ever had a pickled red onion and peanut butter sandwich? That huh. sounds amazing. Look up. Um, I don't know if you know who Ethan Shablowski is. He's kind of like a nerdy food YouTuber. Yes, There's... I do. He makes all his face is distasteful, but I love his channel. His so look face up, is just type in his name and type in like uh, pickled red onions. Let me see the what's okay. the name again? Ethan Shablowski. Uh, Ethan Shablowski. I got to see this distasteful face. What? Why is his face distasteful? It's, it's the mustache. ginger thing. It's, it might be his mustache. Like no, it's a little too he's trim. A, it's no. it's too big of a mustache for his face. Oh, I don't that, know. But he does well, a good job. I mean, if, if a, you want to watch somebody that breaks down the, you know, the sour and this, and this is why this tastes good. Like he's, he's really good. Okay. All right. I'm into it. Thanks. But, uh, but yeah, it sounds gross. And I, I saw it on YouTube. I was like, I, I, I like stuff like that. So I got to try it. And I was like, this is actually like really good. Like it's better than peanut butter jelly. Yeah. It's something about like cutting into the fat with acid. Yeah. Really good. Give it a shot. This was a very helpful call. Thank you. <laughs> All, All right, right guys. You, have a good night been real so yeah uh have we i i know we had the we've had this back and forth about the um the wiping technique and i don't intend to bring that up why but, but why are- battle lines battle lines is what i'm saying uh have we discussed peanut butter preferences is that it um if you <laughs> like chunky peanut butter uh i quit, I, quit. I, I was gonna say you're you for sure seem like a chunky person that is asinine I, it should I, I be thought- so smooth but uh, are you the healthy peanut butter kind of person? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe we have talked about this before. I feel uh, that that makes sense to me. Um, I'm not. I'm not I mean, anti- Jif, Jif is the best peanut butter. No, He's no, no. Skippy. What the fuck? Skippy is great, too. OK, though, those kinds of peanut butters taste the best, but I don't eat them because they I think they have seed oils. in them. Oh, they're very processed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I don't eat them, but I eat the healthy stuff, which is, of course, I am not uh, anti-health food, and I think it is uh, wise to consume natural products. Uh, natural peanut butter can go to hell, though. It, it's got to be. It's got to be the fake stuff. It's got to be the the processed stuff for peanut Fine. butter for me. But I don't eat a ton of peanut butter. It's maybe like a once a week thing or something. You know. <sighs> anyway, uh, let's try Reinhardt again. Can't believe we have agreement on that. That's that shocks me. Reinhardt, are you there? I still got nothing. You can you hear him? No. Okay, we'll try again, Reinhardt. Sorry about that. Uh, let's try Orwell. Orwell, are you there? Okay, uh, I got nothing from Orwell. Do you have Orwell? Mm-mm. Okay, uh, I'm right here, guys. Oh, well, there we go. Oh, now okay. I can hear you. Yeah, I think it was Reinhardt. I think uh, they were having some tech problems with him. Yeah, we can't hear him, so we'll try to get him, but uh, but we can't hear him. No. No worries. It's not a problem. I'll fill in for the minute. Um, Matt, a couple of weeks ago, might have been a month ago. I don't remember. Uh, you know, your way of doing things now is totally fucked up. I'm criticizing you, but no, I'm just teasing. Um, uh, you, you mentioned I, I had mentioned something that you sort of caught on to, which was. Uh, um, Christians who sh- who try to shape God around their li- God uh, around yes. their lives rather than their lives around God. Yeah, that yeah. really stuck with me. I don't know if that was the last time you you called, but the way yeah, that you phrased that really st- stuck in my mind. Yeah, and we we discussed yeah, it with well, a couple a, other callers after that. Yeah, that's a um, 
that's 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 an original from my priest. Whether or not he got that from somebody else, mm-hmm. um, and and that that sort of applies. And I've seen a lot of um, I've read testimonies of a lot of converted converted like or I say, I say converted, but a lot of reformed homosexuals or or same sex attracted people who who realize this. Um, can, they, just, they, they, just, uh, can yeah, we back up really quickly just for people yeah, who didn't yeah. hear that? Can you, del- I think I remember how you phrased it, but do you remember exactly how you phrased that saying? There are, there are people who, yeah. So people who are serious about their faith and I mean, genuinely serious about their faith. And this isn't to say that, that there aren't people who are struggling with it, right? The people who are really serious about their faith, what they do is they form their lives around Christ whether, rather than form God or Christ around their lives, right? So what, what, what we mean by that is God has, God has a framework, and you shape your life around that framework, okay? There's not a framework that you have that you shape God around because that's not, that's not how this thing works. That's not how the creator, that's not how our Lord and Savior works, right? Yeah, he, he, he has created you, he has built you, he has given you a set of standards and rules that you are to live by. Right, you he is the mold and you are not the mold. Correct, yeah. correct. You don't make demands of him. So, um, so yeah, so that's, that's sort of what I'm getting at. And what, and what the... What I was going to say is there are there have been reformed homosexuals. There have been some um, some people who've had some really serious psychological issues um, in 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 cultural terms and in in a lot of cultural uh, issues that we see presently that have understood this reality, which is that and and you hear this with people a lot when they say, "Well, I consider myself Christian." You, you you take pause for a moment, right? And you say, "Well, what does that? Mean? What does that mean? Right? What 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 is it? What exactly does that mean?" And if they say, "Well, I believe that you know, I, I believe that God is you know that Jesus was the Son of God and all this," you know, you see honestly, you see this a lot on this 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 shit ass whatever podcast where these you know these OnlyFans e thoughts and you know you got to pray for them. They, <laughs> You're, you know, they well. say that. Shit, oh, yeah, ass, I find it entertaining, yeah. but no, I get what you're saying. It, it, it yeah. is, it is. Yeah. I, my, my, honestly, like my mom, who's really, like just really sweet woman, she and I watched a whole episode. She's like, "Wow, these are real women." I was like, "Yeah, they are. Yeah. They're, they're 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 absolute, you know, they're absolute sodomites." But whatever. Yeah, Anyhow, entertaining and regrettable can be um, the same thing, right. you know. But that's yeah. but that's that's sort of what I'm getting at with the shaping shaping your life around Christ, whether rather than Christ around your life. You've yeah. you've got to. You've, you've got to look at the virtues. You've got to look at the you know the seven deadly sins and the counter virtues, and you've got to look at the the cardinal virtues and all those things. It, it, and this is this is for Catholics, right? I, I I don't know where you fall, Matt, and you know that that's for you to figure out. But for somebody like Blonde and I, you know, you, you, you figure out these these tenets of the faith, and you try to apply what these things are day by day, and and you start to realize that when you're shaping your life around Christ, you are actually, um, you're actually like living a little bit more, more, more wholesome. It, the, the way that you're doing things is a lot more wholesome because you, you're, you're being careful about every step that you take. And that's not to say that like you, you, you know, you're, you're sort of tiptoeing around life, but, but you're, you're, you're a lot more measured. You're a lot more considerate. You're a lot more, um, 
uh, uh, you're a lot more measured in the way that you're you're, you're conducting business and in, in, in your daily business, and and um, that's 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 all it is. And, and I'm not there yet, man. Really, no, there. no. I mean, nobody. No, yeah, but nobody's perfect, and 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 certainly, you know, nobody. No, but I'm in not this, trying nobody... very hard. Like most of my prayer oh. is just me, like yelling at God for various reasons. It's not. Yeah, but great. there's. You know, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that but it's like there's nothing wrong with you getting angry and 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 sort of just speaking like speaking to god candidly that's that's the whole point of it right he's like you, you can have your own personal conversations with him that doesn't mean that you can like condemn him or you know or, or rebuke god or anything like that but you know you need to have candid conversations and i mean mo- for christ's sakes moses like moses rebuked god when you know god was like why are you sacrificing animals what are you doing right now Okay, never mind, Moses. I'm going to fucking destroy these people. And Moses goes, whoa, 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 whoa. calm down. We'll, we'll fix this. We'll fix this. I know. I know. I know. I get it. They're not doing what you told them to do after you freed them. We'll fix this. So, like, God can be reasoned with. And and I don't I don't mean to speak out of turn, but but yeah, just just keep the faith. Don't get black pilled by stupid shit. You know, God's there, and 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 cosmic justice is a real thing. And you know, everybody's all upset about Hunter Biden and, and Joe Biden, Donald Trump or whatever. Like these people are going to get their justice earned from the fucking afterlife, man. Joe Biden's about yeah. as Catholic as I am a fucking astronaut. So don't worry. Yeah. About yeah. It. Like Nancy Pelosi is going to the kingdom of he- heaven. It's that yeah. concept is hilarious. Yeah. So anyhow, right, well, that's that. Matt, I hope that explains it for you. Yeah, um, it, if, it does. If, and it, it really it put a lot of thought into my mind about whether I am guilty of that sort of thing, whether I have. Uh, you know, I, I, as I mentioned after your call, there are a lot of things I feel tremendously fortunate for. And I wonder, it's like, well, okay, now that you, now that you've achieved a lot of the things that you set out to do, uh, and I don't even mean professionally, I mean, in my family, like my wife and my son and yeah. all that, now that you've achieved that, Oh, suddenly you have room for God. Well, that's, that's very nice of you to consider him. I think, do I, right. am I guilty of that? But the more I've yeah, thought well, about it and, and maybe I I am, I'm are. not saying I'm not, but the way that I like to comfort myself against that is to think like, well, you know, there are these rules to the world, the, these rules to the universe, yep. and you you are observing that once you followed yep. them, you achieved fulfillment, you achieved happiness. Um, better to recognize them late than never. It's like I was following the rules without knowing that I was. Right. That's kind of how yeah. I think about it. It's not like I was trying to reject them actively. Um, no. And I'm not going to God yeah. seeking... F- even seeking, I mean, everybody right, seeks man. forgiveness, I guess that's part of it, but I'm not, it's not like I, I did, I messed up really badly. And now all of a sudden I need someone to, to comfort me or forgive me for everything I've done. It's like, I need to know who set these rules. Cause these rules are pretty awesome. I'm a big fan that and recognize and recognize, and, and I'll, I'll, I will let you guys go after this. I, I promise. I, I always try to check out or uh, on time, but Recognize that, like, love for Christ is not the emotional love of, like, you know, uh, I don't know, I love Metallica or I love, you know, this this certain, you know, like this this marinara dish or whatever the fuck, right? It's it, that's not what it means. There there are three different Greek words for love that that just don't translate correctly with the English language, and what it amounts to is is dedication, and this is what actual dedication is between spouses. Um, which is why Christ was dedicated to his wife, the church. Um, we, your, your, your love for Christ is the, is, is I would, I would argue your love for your spouse or the true love for your spouse, which is when your spouse needs you to be there for you, you, you show up, you, you show up when they need you to show up. 
you say your prayers when, when, you know, when Christ needs you to say your prayers, you show up for mass when Christ needs you to show up for mass, you show up to take your wife to the fucking doctor or clean the house when she's having a bad day or something like it's, it's about dedication and it's about being there for the person. That's, that's the, that's the Caratus or, or, or I think it's Caracatus or it's, it's, it's got to do with charity. Um, that's, that's the Latin uh, translation from the Greek word of love, but but that's that's what that means. So don't get emotional about love for Christ. It's it's yeah. it's more about an an a or let's say like an unemotional, um, apathetic dedication uh, uh, to the Lord and to your family and, and to your duties. So um, at any rate, it was thanks thanks for taking the call. We'll talk to you guys. Of course, soon. thanks for the thoughts and thank all you. The best that was really uplifting. Yep. Thank you. Even though Blonde looks like she got punched in the stomach, she's uplifted. No, that's just that's just that's just because her stomach is full of a child. Yeah, exactly. Congratulations, Blonde. Thank you. Thanks, man. Have a good night. Uh, He's already out of here. All right, we're due for a break and we'll get right back into the calls Um, over on Rumble. Bert says, I won't rehash the wiping again, but I bet Matt sits on the toilet, hugging the tank and facing the wall. I'm telling you people who all but stick your hands in the bowl are equally as foreign to me. So maybe I'll try facing the wall. That's a weird way to phrase it, considering the other context for facing the wall. Some people probably want me to face the wall for my opinion about this particular topic, but uh, addicted to drums just says, thanks Uh, addicted to drums. Thank you for your, all your support for the show. Very much appreciated. We love you. You're very special. Yes. Uh, No way. There's one more. Why isn't my Odyssey loading? I know we had one more on Odyssey here. Yeah, Rowdy Dude says it was me that brought up the 9-volt meme or brought the 9-volt meme to your attention. I did bring that up on Sunday. The chirping bird in the background. It was uh, Rowdy Dude. who brought. The, I, I didn't know this was as serious or as widespread of an issue as it is. So thank you for that. Um, in Incompetent Hands, Matt, is the M1 over the new over a new fireplace? Um, it was formerly over the fireplace at the old house. The new house, uh, it is not currently. And there are a couple of reasons for that without being too detailed. Um, number one, it I, the mantle shape is just different here. I'm not sure it would even sit up there very well. But number two, um, this is there's a TV that is going to go above this particular fireplace. <laughs> so I can't really... The gun has right. to find a new home. And also I have to be now that my kids are getting older, um, I have to be more thoughtful about my placement my of guns. Fi- well, the, yeah, uh, my, my son okay. is old enough to grab things, um, find things. And so my firearm security has to be more thoughtful and deliberate. I hear you. And so um, um, the M1 will find a happy new home, though. I, obviously, I still have it and it's very important to me. He also said, blonde. What if Mike from Letter Media stood up to white? No deal. I'm out, Mike. I'm out. And ping two. Matt hates Roundhog Dad. Spite is he really the most principled man on the internet? These I are don't, important questions. I I gave Groundhog Day a perfectly mediocre three wiki rating, and the only Dude, reason it's, it's why I didn't like Godfather as much though. So I understand. It's uh, and and the 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 hatred for just thinking that movie is okay made me hate that movie even more, because I now have such a strong negative association with it. So we did it, guys. We did it. Daniel Penny says, no, I'm not Chad Kroger. Please stop asking. <laughs> the queen. Uh, D- Daniel Penny's way better than Chad Kroger. I didn't mean to defame him with the Chad Kroger hair, yeah. but. 
the queen. Thank God for Joe Biden. If he hadn't said anything, no one would have saved me. What a weird, that was so weird. There's ben still uh, no explanation for that as far as, as far as I've heard. They're just moving on. Um, ben Shapiro. Okay, gang, today I'm taking up a new hobby. I'm going to be putting on some Lycra and riding my bike around Bozeman. Uh, oh, okay. You're an asshat. <laughs> I look Would forward to, uh, well, we're going to have an unfortunate uh, road encounter if that happens. But actually, no, it, it, it well, I don't uh, I, I would treat him like any other cyclist in this town, which is with um, absolute pass- disdain, passive aggressive rage. <laughs> I'm never going to run him off the road. I'm just going to squint at him and say in my head, look, at don't that. you want to, though? Every time I see a cyclist, I'm like, my instinct is to hate you. <laughs> my wife mentioned the other day, she's like, when you're describing how shitty cyclists are, you forgot the number one thing, the stupidest thing they do, which is that mirror on the side of their helmet. That's. That's that's the gayest thing about cycling. And well, I, I don't thought, know that I've I've noticed. I don't that. know, man. The the helmets and the tight shorts for her it was the mirror, the mirror on the I side see. of the helmet that is uh, the sign of a true cyclist. Like you've moved beyond just simple bike rider into cyclist. If you have that weird rear view mirror mounted to your helmet, you're you're really dedicated at that point. Um, we'll circle back. All right, thank you guys for your chats. We'll come back to them uh, at the end of the show. Appreciate it. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. Joshy boy is up next. Joshy boy, are you there? Hi. Yes, I'm here. Hey, how are you guys doing? We are mm. well. What's on your mind? Uh, me and uh, Dangerous Spaces were talking, to, were talking about how people bullshit in history. I know this news is kind of old, but I kind of wanted to do the whole Cleopatra thing because I still find it a little fascinating. Sure. Yeah. 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 That um, was Jada heard- Pinkett Smith, you know. Yeah. That uh, that lady. We called her the ball-headed bitch. But anyway, she's the Cleopatra, or is it someone else? No, no she's it's... the director. Oh, she okay. She's, she's the director. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um. So, since I'm a bit of a history enthusiast, um, I've never uh, she ran. She started a series called African Queens, and I was like, okay, that sounds interesting. I, I always like to do a little bit of history, find out stuff I don't really know much about. First, Cleopatra isn't the first thing that they've done. There's an, uh, another one called, I, I don't even remember, but it doesn't matter. The point is, the show wasn't getting a lot of traction. So, like most shows these days, if your show is shit and nobody's really paying attention to it, what do you do? You take a well-known figure and you do something controversial with them so you can get people to talk about it, hate watch it, and then get your show promoted. Because, let's be honest here, have I even heard of African Queens before the Cleopatra thing? Uh, that was that. I think I remember that. Wasn't that a movie? Wasn't that a movie about like female warlords or something? It's uh, it's supposed to be a documentary series. Oh, so it's supposed the... to be more than one. There wasn't there some you're, movie. You're thinking of the Woman King. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why they called it the Woman King. We call it the Queen. But that, even that <laughs> one is kind of based off historical inaccuracy. Yeah, the tribe okay. that they featured actually thrived off of slavery. And it was the French that actually ended that, um, not the other way around. Also, you're trying to tell me that a bunch of Amazonian women who are charging at you with machetes can go toe-to-toe with French guys with guns? And their actual history of that, the French lost only six soldiers and uh, the Amazon women lost over 500. So they were completely and utterly wiped out. Uh, that makes sense to me. The Wait, so this show... Wait, what's this other show, African Queens? Is this what you're talking about? I don't know. Yes. African Netflix Queens is a series. Okay, and the subtitle is Nud- very careful. Nud- is it Jinga? N-Jinga? Yeah, it's Jinga. The N is Jinga. silent. 
Jenga. Okay. Yes. <laughs> this is a trap. It is the first. Yeah, it is the first episode that they have aired. But because no one has heard of this show, nobody has really watched the show. The only way you can get eyes on your show these days, if you take a well-known figure, yeah, either race swap them, gender swap them, make them gay, or something like that. And then everybody who has taken notice of this starts talking about it, hate watching it, and then, hey, look at that. Your show's, even though you're getting bad views and everything, at least it's getting talked about, right? Yeah. Well, this thing got hate bombed in the reviews on IMDb. Badly. It it has. Badly. So badly. It was one of the lowest rated shows in the history of television. Wasn't it like 10% or something? According to the critics on Rotten Tomatoes, it, it sat somewhere between 11 to 14%. And on the audience reviews, it sat between 1% and 2%. Oh, it's, my God. It's hilarious that even the progressives don't like this. I'm looking at the IMDb reviews in one of the They're, top ones. Featured review. They didn't even use real Nigerians. They hired a British Nigerian to... to, to oh, my God. Who gives a shit? <laughs> so that's, that's okay. the thing. Oh, go ahead. No, well, I guess that's kind of the point that that you're making it's like um whether you are approaching this for, for, from a progressive perspective or just a historically accurate perspe- perspective you're probably going to hate this like who who's yeah. the who's the demo for this nobody seems to like it they pulled off the bud light Even, where everyone hates them yeah it is um the show was um canned so badly that even the entire country of Egypt was suing Netflix for trying to twist really? their own history. <laughs> no, that shit actually happened, man. They they pissed off a lot of the Egyptians. The you know Cleopatra thing that? Huh? Well, yeah, because she she was not black. Yeah. Egyptians are like, yeah. what? Cleopatra is categorically Macedonian Greek. She is a white yeah. chick, essentially. Yeah. She's she a, a dark skinned blonde, woman, yeah. but she she wasn't black. There's been this whole I'm 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 a darky myself, but what what most people say is the fact that they're trying to Afrocentricize everything when it comes mm-hmm. to Africa. Yeah, and it's like it's like Cheddar Man all over again. Yeah, what what the producers were saying, what what the producer was saying. First of all, she's Iranian and female, so just take that in mind. She had the nerve to tell the Egyptians that they're wrong about their own history and that they're racist and bigoted for not accepting the bullshit. Right. So not only are you telling a bunch of Egyptians they're wrong about their own history, which is well documented, by the way, but you're also calling them racist and bigots because they don't agree with your bullshit. <laughs> I, I found this great. whole thing. I, it's, it's fascinating because I was like, what made you think this was going to work? Yeah. What, what made, I don't understand why people think that way. Like the whole Bud Light thing. What made you think that was going to work? Because oh, it has right. over the last few years. I mean, this this woke thing uh, has just taken the country by storm. And I think largely it's been beneficial for the perception and for sales in, in the majority of giant of giant corporations. I think that it was a shock to everybody, even me, that this mm-hmm. Bud Light thing went over like a lead balloon. <laughs> it's mean, the tranny thing. Bud Light had done a bunch of progressive yeah. bullshit in years Before prior. This. They did yeah, remember all that stuff with Amy Schumer. They and, did Amy uh, Schumer and the wage gap. Yeah, the whole pay wage They did that. But it's, I always. It's this tranny stuff. The tranny, like the tranny thing is stuff. the line. It's the line. It's where normal people are like, oh, maybe women should make as much money as men and blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, they see a tranny and they're like, I'm. Fucking, I'm out. Like, nope, I'm not, I'm not doing this. Free. But that's yeah. the thing. They can't even get rid of free Bud Light. When people go to the bars, they don't get Bud Light. It is, 
it's, it's glorious. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I was like, man, I thought, man, this thing ain't going to last very long. Nobody's yeah. been, not really going to care about this. But the shit hit the fans so hard. I was like, there's no way. And they're still suffering yeah. and they're still begging. The CEO just released another statement or letter saying like, listen, we hear you. Oh, uh, we're not going to do that shit again. Please buy our beer. We beg of you. <laughs> and, and nobody Look, is. That's the thing. Instead of just making your, instead of doing, you know, something smart, like making your product taste better. Instead, you try to pander to the woke politics, and then this is what happens. So they really are going broke at this point. The whole well, it's Embev. Embev owns Bud Light, and they also make Corona mm-hmm. and a number of other. They'll, they'll do fine. And I think it's a In problem end, yeah. when we when we act like our purchasing power is going to affect the culture because it's not. It, it doesn't. It's it's kind yeah. of the same thing with the whole video game things. I know I'm just kind of switching topics, but. When people say that, oh, this gaming company is doing something shady and shitty, we should just boycott it. Look, the shit's not going to work. You're always going to have yeah. people who want to buy that game and rock that brand. It's just not yeah. going to work. What, um, yeah. I, I haven't paid much attention to the similar event that happened in Call of Duty with the uh, mm-hmm. the dude who tweeted that you should leave the kids alone. Have you kept up with that? Yeah. Has, has He told uh, everybody to get bent, right? He hasn't still he Yeah, he, he basically... I forgot his name, Dave Merckx or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Nick Merckx, I think. But he yeah. basically made a tweet because he's a father himself saying that maybe we should just leave the kids alone, right? Not controversial, not anything. And then Call of Duty pulled his bundle, I believe. I'm yeah. not really sure what it looked like. I guess it was a Spartan warrior. Yeah. And so you had other streamers like Dr. Disrespect who said, who uninstalled the game. Another guy requested his bundle get removed. Uh, the same they, guy, uh... Dave Merckx. Has Call of Duty or Activision, have they conceded at all, or are they just sticking to their guns on this? I, I haven't really looked in, into it since then. I don't really have any clue. But yeah. the the Dave Merckx guy made a follow-up video. He didn't apologize. He was like, I just said this. They didn't like it. And oh, well, I mean, if you're free to disagree with me. We'll agree to disagree and just leave it at that. So yeah. his follow-up was less controversial than that. But the fact that Call of Duty said we're... We're trying to stop bigotry and everything, and people just want to play a fucking video game. They shoot each other. Call of Duty was built on bigotry, man. Did you ever play Modern Warfare Two, Modern Warfare Three? It's the reason I'm still on YouTube. That's how. That's how it all started for me. Is people calling me the N word and the F word and every word, Mm -hmm. and it was hilarious every time. And that the Call of Duty. It wasn't like that in high school for you. Oh, the 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 games were great. yeah, when the no, when not the games, but like track. conversation in high school. Um, not as enraged. Obviously, teen boys call each other names. Yeah, sometimes seriously, sometimes in jest. But the the pure it, rage you would get with strangers <coughs> on the internet in a competitive environment it it was the best. And then they it's it, glorious. The thing is, like the game was good, but yeah. at, as yeah. they cut down on the in-game chat interactions, my interest in Call of Duty faded because it, it was partly about the game. The game is fine, but yeah. what Call of Duty really was for me was a way to connect with my friends and have strangers yell hilarious things yeah. at us. And they, they deleted that so half of the game. Mad, and it would just be... Yeah. But that, that was part of the beauty of it, just the sheer chaos of it all. Yes. Having some 12-year-old or some grown man call you the N-word over and over because you're kicking his ass. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> No, uh, we had one of my favorite moments, and you can go way back in my channel to find some of them, but I remember some guy, um, speaking of the N-word or whatever, one of my friends said something that was like loosely racist to another guy, and he sincerely said to him, you racist faggot. He was so pissed off. (laughs) He called him a racist faggot. And it was those kind of moments. It's, ah, 
I, I yeah. miss that. I, I know that it's... Let's call it, up one slur with another slur. Exactly. I, I, know that, I know that that has no productive use in my life, and I shouldn't waste any time as a 35-year-old man playing Call of Duty, listening to people yell slurs at me. But if I, it's fun. If I could just go back for an hour and experience it for a little bit, I 100% would do it. It was it. It's like the greatest entertainment. They genre were wholesome days, weren't they, they? Oh, it was the best. They were wild days too. But that—that's the thing. Way back when, people just kind of monitored themselves, right? Yeah, and you, you could mute people. Yeah, if, yeah. So, if someone was no, annoying, that, if someone's yelling, if someone's calling you a racist faggot and you don't like it, yeah. just yeah. mute him. You'll never yeah. hear from him again. That's it's as simple as yeah, that. You got all these people bitching and moaning about, oh, the companies need to do something to curb this. Like, just mute yeah. the motherfucker, or just yeah. or basically just kick his ass in the game and just laugh or as he rages. They had private yeah. chat. A lot of people would play in just a private chat, and you wouldn't yeah. hear anybody else. You had tools for people who didn't want to participate, but they had to ruin yeah. the fun for those of us who wanted to talk to strangers. And talking to strangers was the best part of online gaming. I miss it. Yeah, it was. Anyway, and now they all watered it down and, yeah, and everything. But the main takeaway is the fact that um, companies that do this kind of thing, if their brand is failing, what they'll do is they'll try to make something controversial. They do this on purpose. They'll make something controversial and get people talking about it. And it'll either benefit them in the long run or blow up in their face, like with Bud Light and like with Netflix. In the end, though, no matter what happens, they're going to be fine. Netflix is going to be fine because they have tons of other shows they can showcase. Nobody's going to unsubscribe from Netflix. And even if they did, it'll be temporary. But Lion may be suffering as a brand itself, but like you, like Blonde said, there's plenty of other beers that are under the same company, so they'll be fine. But it, it's just kind of sad that instead of just making better products, instead of just telling accurate history, right, that's and here's here's one more thing and then I'll get going. Sure. Um I'm a one of the histories that I like is ancient to medieval. If I'm looking at a documentary about medieval England, I better not see one darkie in there. I better not see <laughs> not one black, right? Oh, if, you, yeah. if you're talking about England in the 1100s, I better not see one black in there. That, that's just, yeah. that's dumb. You know, one yeah. of the one of the last games I it played, totally takes you out of it. Doesn't one it? of the last games I played was it Assassin's does. Creed Valhalla, and then after that, I kind of yeah. just stopped playing games. But the reason I played it in 2020 is because you know, like that, like Viking history and Norse history, I find yeah. interesting, even though I'm not an expert on it. But but yeah, you got like black chick Vikings on the boat, and they they doubled down on it. They tried to go with, well, actually, there was some, you know, so and so who was there at the time. Actually, there was one the sex slave. Yeah, shut that's the it. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> there were no black chick Vikings. What are you talking about? There just, there just weren't. Uh, anyway, dude. All right. Well, thank you, you for have the to comment. ruin everything. No, always. Yeah, always. But y'all have a good night. You as well. Too. Catch you next time. Hmm. Then there was, of course, the classic in one of the uh, in Call of Duty World War Two, circa 2017, when they wouldn't they wouldn't display the swastika in online multiplayer because that was hateful, and also everything had to be inclusive. So the German military forces, you could have black chick German soldiers, you know, like the afro sticking out from under the. Uh, so the and so because they made that, that was one of the last Call of Duties that I played. <laughs> Because they made that an option, everybody was a black chick Nazi. Like, it's, now that you've made it, the whole German team is nothing but black chicks because you've, you've made that an option now. So well, whatever, you know, kids, they just find ways uh, to 
to make these things hilarious, <laughs> to make the restrictions put upon them, the societal restrictions, hilarious. No you know? swastikas, so, but they allowed the Iron Cross. Yeah. The Germans could have the Iron Cross. I think they had like the eagle symbolism, but no swastikas. God, Whatever. God, God. Uh, next up is Nick Ors. Mm-hmm. Be careful with that one. Yeah. Don't forget my pronouns. Uh, sorry, Day Dem. Yeah. The N word. <laughs> you know what the N word is? Did you send in a question too? Uh, maybe. Okay. I got Double it. dipping. Um, oh, oh no, no, we have no, one no, from no. Nick R. Oh yeah, Nick I didn't. R. I, I don't That's send fine. in the email questions. That's too okay. Much work. Okay. okay, gotcha. All right, what's on your mind? How is this less work than sending in the email question? What do you mean? I just talk to you guys about stuff. That's true. All right. What's up? Yeah. It's what, what you do, Blonde. So um, I've been watching a single friend this week about my age, which is millennial, we'll call it, uh, browse through his Bumble. Oh, God. In a, in a pursuit to try to find the woman of his dreams. Uh-huh. Um, what is his height and age? I'm, you need to be more specific. He's six foot four and in his mid 30s. Oh, this guy should be cleaning up. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, as as in my previous call, if I've indicated that I want to increase the propagation of our culture, um, mm-hmm. it's caused me it. to, dive, to dive deeper into some options. And um, so first, what I found is a rapid double standard in the ethnic dating options. Um, For men or women? Which, no, no, like, like online. So sites online. So oh, okay. there's... There's black people meet review and there's Asian match mate review. And then with over 5 million users, they have Latin American Cupid. Um, and so you might be thinking like, well, there where's Nazi meetup.com. Yeah. Right? There aren't any for the biggest dating population, yeah. but do they, they uh, can, they can, yeah. Do they vet at all? Like, do you have to prove I am this Latino to participate? Uh, they do have pictures, and one that mm. I'll talk about does a skin tone test. But um, wow. white people <laughs> what? Yeah. White that doesn't mean anything. This this is like blonde design the website. What the hell this is, is this? This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> okay. well, uh, the one out, the one that does a skin tone test might have been designed by blonde, but mm. um, they can. White people can do interracialmatch.com, of course. Okay. Um, but there's also a site called whitedate.net. However. Uh, that's the one that actually does the the skin tone, or they they put you on like a twenty four hour vetting process. <laughs> Wait, so this I one's legit. It. So what's the the double standard? Is what then? Well, the problem is, all right. Here's the double standard: when they have blackpeoplemeet.com, it's uh-huh. like a million members strong. WhiteDate.com gets doxxed by reporters and feds uh-huh. on a constant I basis. Um, okay. There's this reporter named. Uh, Talia Lavin, Lavin, Lavin. Oh yeah, Lavin. Um, no, um, what that Same. name rings a bell. I have to look this up. What has she, uh, she writes for the Nation? Yeah, no. Uh, what did she do before? I remember talking about her. She had, she had some crazy controversy in the past. Uh, I'll see if I can find it. Maybe she she wrote this article going undercover on a racist dating site uh-huh. and um. Oh my God! Her at is swords s words Jew. <laughs> Good for her. I I um, found out what her thing was. Do you remember that uh, 2018 there was a report that an ice guy had an iron cross? Speaking of, he had an iron cross tattoo, and she tried to uh, out him as a Nazi, and it turns out it was a completely different thing. 
good memory, Matt. Well, no, I'm looking at the Wikipedia. Ow. That's that's oh, okay. why. Um, Ugh, I wish I could. I wish I could say I pulled that from memory. I did not. Ugh, um, look at her big fat tits. Are you looking at pictures of her online right now? There's no picture on her Wikipedia. Um, yeah, Ugh, so she cut all of her hair off too. Ugh. No doubt, she's a hardcore feminist. I think she went undercover um, on WhiteDate.net as user Ashlyn fourteen eighty eight, and um, she she basically just tried to get hit on by a bunch of men on the internet and using her she, real picture, or did she have like some fake picture? No, she probably Chris Hansened it to some extent, yeah. um, and used just some fake stock image of some chick. What but, she did uh, cut her hair off. How how did she possibly make herself look worse? Look worse, I know. Jesus, man. No woman in the history of mankind has looked better with short hair. What why would she do this? Definitely she was already unattractive to begin with. Oh, she probably wants chicks, man. I don't think she's a dyke. Uh, is she? uh based on this on picture. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> oh my so. god. What? Yeah, here's a here's an article. Uh Sword wielding Nazi fighter. When Talia Lavin set up a dating profile on WhiteDate.net, she didn't mention that she. Okay, yeah. So then here's a, a whole story about her background. So yeah, this is a. Yeah. She ran a sting operation on WhiteDate.net. There you go. See. All right, I got it all Matt, here. Matt reads good. So anyway, <laughs> that. Uh, so with that's that's basically like the only ethnic one that you would be able to do, but it's it's fetted out and it's it's doxed out, and so what are the suitable alternatives um i looked up some with millions of users i was using the site called uh like dating site review.com or whatever um christian mingle is obviously the biggest one however it's 25 bucks a month if you want like the good account so what everybody needs to exactly. pay up i, exactly. I paid for match yeah. I, so I was going to go on some diatribe about if you're not willing to pay 25 bucks a month for the ideal wife you're not doing it right but um I don't know how much matches the negatives on uh date site review for Christian Mingle is that you can only choose from two genders though. So. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> um, we we got to let dude, you go I think shortly, match but... was more expensive than yeah. I think I was paying $50 a month for match. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. Really? I, I, I remember, think so. I think I was paying 35 when you were like ghost running that account for me. Something that was like such that. a disaster. Boy, that was the biggest red pilling experience of my life. Bef before we let you go though, Nick, um, I didn't realize that her uh, tentacles of fuckery are are this extended. Listen to this. She Lavin, this this journalist who went after WhiteDate.net, she teamed up with other activists to launch deplatform hate among its early successes, pressuring PayPal to ban Give Send Go, oh. um, a far right crowdfunding site, getting DLive to ban. Well, wow, this this article sucks. It has a typo. But getting DLive to ban uh, Nick Fuentes permanently and yeah. getting Zello, a walkie-talkie app, to ban more than 2,000 militia channels. So she is pretty accomplished wow. in um, in going after people to get their uh, to get various things deleted. Good on her, I guess. <laughs> you know, we should be doing that for them, but uh, we, we don't seem capable. So, um... That's uh, back to it. I'll I'll just wrap this up in yeah, sure. thirty seconds. There's Muslima for blonde if she keeps up her adoration for Muslims. Um, there's Catholic match farmers only, um, but mostly I think there's ample opportunity to find women out in the real world. But totally, if you're totally. Serious, if you're if you're serious about using a dating site, just be prepared mentally to pay like. 
10 to 25 bucks. Uh, Here's so a, what, uh, yeah. I gotta say. totally right. silly aside that's loosely related, but the one time Blonde and I hung out in real life in Cleveland, we were walking around when Daryl Lamont Jenkins approached us, as I mentioned earlier. And one of the various characters that we met was just a guy who came up to us and was like, what are you guys doing? And we said, we're trying to build YouTube channels and make a podcast show. And he's like, oh, that's cool. I made a website. You may have heard of it. It's called FarmersOnly.com. And he was just... Really? Yeah. You don't, I don't remember, remember this at all? Yeah, I was smoking a lot of weed back then. Well, he came up to us and he's like, "Yeah, that's great. You can build cool stuff." I built farmersonly.com. He was in Cleveland for some reason. Dude, why, I wish cow. we would have we would have hooked up with him. Yeah, I mean, like linked up with him. That was yeah. unfortunate choice. <laughs> we should have brought him back to our place. <laughs> Give us the farmers <laughs> only experience. Overalls, yeah. Um, um, yeah, that was uh, it. Was I? I Farmers only man. If you ever followed up uh, with us, uh, send me an email and we can reconnect. November, that's so cool. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys have a great evening and a great show. Thanks, you man. too, buddy. Appreciate it. Okay, we got to get a last word in here from your eyeball man, Mister Eyeball Man Budafat. Hey. Oh. How you doing? Uh, not too bad. Um, I wanted to talk the NFA amnesty for braces. Sure. Um, my belief is that the amnesty of waiving the tax is in itself illegal because ah. the F does not have the legal authority to waive a tax. Yeah. And the reason I didn't take advantage of that in just saving myself a couple hundred bucks on another SBR was that my concern would be that they may just turn around and go, yeah, uh, actually we didn't do, we couldn't do that. So all of these are void and now we're going to prosecute. Yeah. I, I wonder, um, I haven't looked, I, I don't know if the various cha- challenges to the brace rule include that component. So just, to, just for people who may not understand the technicals of, of what Buddha is saying here, the, uh, the ATF is saying that, that, uh, firearms with short barrels and braces attached are now short barreled rifles. Normally, under the, the National Firearms Act, the law that he's referencing, if you want to have a short-barreled rifle, you need to register that with the federal government and you need to pay a $200 tax. As part of the incentive to get people to register their braced guns and reclassify them as short-barreled rifles, the ATF offered a waiver on that $200 tax stamp. And so the point that, that you're making is that the ATF, as an alphabet agency, does not have the authority to waive a tax. Only Congress can do that, and Congress didn't. And so what happens if um, if if that is later determined to be a, a, an unlawful exercise? Is anybody challenging that point in their in these lawsuits? I just I haven't seen it, but not that I've seen, but it it is an additional point against the whole brace ban. Yeah, I'll, that I haven't really seen anyone talking about. Yeah, I'll have to look into that because I would assume that they're probably doing an all of the above approach. What you can obviously take the Second Amendment approach, you uh, the the common use type approach. You can take the approach of um, well, simply reinventing the law without congressional without Congress passing a law, uh, and then this would be an entirely separate thing where only Congress has the authority to apply or, in this case, um, remove attacks and not the atf yeah and it's not unheard of for the atf to turn around and go oh actually we didn't mean to approve these and back out of it 
Uh, yeah, they change their mind just about every day, it seems. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, so far, I've not seen any enforcement on the brace rule stuff. Have you? Have you seen heard of anybody? Uh, anybody getting I've in trouble? I've got family for members that are kind of afraid about it because, oh, I've got careers and I've got all this stuff and yeah. I can't go to jail. And so, but I've not heard of the ATF going after anybody yet. No. Yeah. No, I've seen them going after those uh, forced reset triggers. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That we had a caller uh, talking about that earlier. At least yeah. I, that's, those are the rare breed ones, right? I'm not exactly yep. familiar with them. I've never handled one, but um, yeah, which is another overstep because yeah. they don't meet the definition of a machine gun as much. Uh, as neither they does a bump stock, but look what they that. did. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean, um, I haven't seen anyone get prosecuted for a bump stock either, but I don't uh, really want to be the first person to. I'm unclear on their legal status. I know that was battled and there were a bunch of decisions on that. I actually don't know. Like, If you have a bump stock right now, could you be successfully prosecuted for possession of an unregistered machine gun currently? I have no idea. I don't know what the status is. I know that's what they tried to do, but did they actually do it? Yeah, I've not seen any prosecution on that. The ATF's always really iffy about prosecuting stuff unless there's some other underlying thing from my experience. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll let you guys get on to your uh, tech submissions and all that. All right. Well, thank you for the call. Have a good night. Bye. Okay. Well, uh, that'll do it on callers this evening. Appreciate everybody who called in. And uh, if you are having trouble getting in live or you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live, you can send us an email question. The way to do that is through the contact page of the website, mattchristiansandmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form. That's so we can keep organized and collect them all in one spot. Uh, Let's see. Starting with Anon. Uh, Anon asks, how should a woman make the best of herself physically? So many ladies look masculine nowadays. No wonder trad gender roles are going away. I suppose it's a question for me, although your opinion might be more important. Okay, women need to get their colors done. And they need to assess, stand in front of a mirror naked, and like, be honest with yourself about what you got going on and what you need to hide. And then dress accordingly. You know, like I have narrow shoulders, so a lot of necklines look bad on me. Be be mindful of things like this. Also, when you get your colors done, you'll find out what color makeup and what color hair are most. Well, I don't even know me. what that means. What does that mean to get your colors done? Um, you have you pay somebody usually to look at the undertones of your of your skin to find out what colors make you look healthy and what colors make you look sick just for clothes to wear and things or even for makeup or what makeup okay hair yeah um it was so helpful for me and that's i realized that i can never wear orange and that's why it makes me look like i have a liver disease (laughs) yeah i will say as a man and i i think i probably speak for most men but i don't know maybe i'm just speaking for myself consult a, a second man in your life to confirm but in general to me uh, more than makeup, more than hair, more than any color clothes that you wear or your stylistic choices within reason, fitness is way more important than any of those things. Uh, oh, yeah. That it, There are so many women who spend 
what must be a small fortune and hours at their uh, their vanity station putting on the Marge Simpson shotgun blast of uh, or the Homer yeah. Simpson shotgun when blast really of just makeup. not being fat would uh... there were very few people well I think men and women included it's like don't get me wrong there are some people who just look unfortunate that that is a thing <laughs> and uh, that it exists but for the overwhelming majority of people, if they're in decent physical shape, they're going to be reasonably attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- the thing with women, though, at least from from my perspective, female fitness is a very strange thing because you you want a woman who's fit and toned, but there is a line of muscularness. Too with, much. Yeah. Right, right. And it's certainly... Like without fail, a woman looks better 10 pounds overweight than she does 10 pounds underweight because it's a marker of fertility. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's maybe it's that. Maybe part of it is like too low of body fat where they start to look like they yeah. just you start never to get let your body features. fat go below 20 percent and never let it go above 30 percent. If you mm-hmm. stay in that 20 to 30 range, you're never going to be anorexic looking. You're never going to be obese. Prioritize fitness, but not too fit. That's what I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's t- it's weird for women, but I suppose to some extent that's true for men too. Like I think there's a certain male fitness that women are going to be attracted to, but I think for the most part, women are not necessarily attracted to like the bodybuilder physique necessarily. I'm not even taking shots at those guys, but mm. I don't know when you th- like when you think of the most attractive man in your mind. Do you think like on stage bodybuilder guy or do you think of a different no no it's like my husband's build like he's athletic Mm -hmm. he doesn't have a six-pack but he doesn't have like any fat really Mm -hmm. he just looks like strong and athletic like he got that body not from working out but like from chopping wood all day you know all right so much he's so hot okay uh are we doing this richard parker parker question i guess so fine you've got it in here in response to Zola's excellent call concerning prodigious advantages of censorship and far-right authoritarianism, Matt doubled down again, you motherfucker, on the notion that parenting and parenting alone can address the perverse social milieu that is leading large numbers of Zoomers into LGBTQ yuck. If parenting really were the one and only solution, why did parents not shield boomers from the subversive culture, cultural milieu that led them astray? Their parents were not typical single moms, not subject to no-fault divorce. And as a whole, seemed engaged and well-meaning. And yet, boomers succumb to cultural milieu of their time, sex, drugs, hippie bullshit that demonstrates that both culture and parenting are important. Does it not? Blonde, what say you? Well, I would disagree with the premise that the greatest generation, um, they they were uh, acutely aware of uh, subversive cultural issues and they could have prevented boomers. Like Boomers seemed like they were the natural consequences of greatest generation. Think about what they did. Uh, involvement in World War II, like like total blind hatred of national socialists, uh, retarded, so retarded. Um, what else did they do? They they were the most violent generation towards their children. They had like a super high level of not just spanking, but like beating the absolute shit out of your kid. And then you would virtually have an absentee father because he was so traumatized by the war. Um, what is that going to lead to? Uh, boomers. I think that that this is this actually negates your argument. I think that um, that just shows that is that evidence is that is that that's not what I meant to say. That is evidence that um, 
that the greatest generation parenting was such uh, of, of such high influence to boomers. Yeah, I, I'm I'm never going to back off the premise that the best person to raise a son or daughter effectively is mom and dad. And I think that's backed by effectively all the social science as a matter of practicality, but as a matter of morality, nobody parents your kids better than you do. If you think there's some central parenting council that is going to decide how to raise all of society's children better than mom and dad of that child, it's just incorrect. So, yeah. I don't I, think that's what he's saying, though. I, I mean, I agree with him that culture is going to influence the youth um, to some degree and that it needs it needs to be controlled where where Skag's getting hung by up. Whom, put, though. Yeah. Where Skag's getting yeah. hung up is that um, you can't really enact authoritarianism in his world. I mean, of, you should be if I told you. I can parent Emmeline better than you can because I'm I don't more think that's what Richard pure. is saying. Though. Well, that that is what the implication is that someone else is going to parent your kid better than you can. No, it, that's it, not the implication. What he's saying is that we need to control cultural influences because there's a dual influence with parents and culture and that culture sometimes gets into into um, children and parenting can't stop it. I don't but think culture he ever is said the outgrowth of that. That is to say, when you, when you have a society that prioritizes parenting in this way, what sort of culture are you going to get as a result of that? It doesn't agree, come from yeah. some centralized culture council that tells everyone to do this. It has to be a natural outgrowth of the moral choices of those people or it won't succeed. There's no guy who can stand there with the whip cracking it on everybody. It's, yeah, I mean, I think that having an intact nuclear family with strong male authority figures in the home would really get the culture thing on track. Yeah. Uh, if you have a man in the house who like is watching all of his daughters like a hawk and is raising them for chastity and then carefully hands them off to the man that she's going to marry, um, how is that not going to influence and have a ripple effect? on sexual degeneracy within broader culture. I mean, of course it will. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, we've we've been through this premise a few times, so we'll keep it moving. Uh, Kate says, should the 14th Amendment be repealed? That's really interesting. I think, it, I think the 14th Amendment should be clarified. And it, I guess the 14th Amendment is, uh, has a lot of different pieces to it, so perhaps we should break that down. I don't know that we have a full time, that we have the time here to go through every individual piece of it. But the fundamental idea here being that, um, that states shall not deprive their citizens of due process. Um, and of course the incorporation doctrine applying the bill of rights and, and the, uh, the constitutional amendments to the states. and And it's also the nature of, uh, naturalization. Ah, yes, that would be a component too. Um, so, well, do you want to take any individual piece or do you want to take what you think is good or what you think ought to is bad or ought to be clarified or how do you want to handle it? Okay. I mean, I, I like this equal protection under the law thing. Fine. Okay. But um, should anybody be able to become a naturalized citizen at this point? Anybody? I think, well, I think in defense of the 14th Amendment, that particular piece of it, like like many other pieces of it, it the entire different. the <laughs> entire doctrine of substantive yeah. due process, for example, mm-hmm. I think has been misunderstood. Now, maybe I, I don't know that the concepts of the Fourteenth Amendment are as bad as the way that it has been. I would say misapplied, and maybe the fault of the amendment is not clearly worded enough. 
But then again, the Second Amendment's pretty clearly worded, and uh, we've had some trouble staying faithful to that one, too. Um, the biggest concept with the 14th Amendment that that I struggle with and I'm becoming more critical of is the, the whole incorporation doctrine, the idea mm-hmm. that the federal government or the, the federal constitution ought to apply to the states, that we ought to that the, that the intent here is that we go mandating what the what the federal government is uh, or wants on the states using the 14th Amendment as its basis. Um, I think that's that's caused a lot of conflict and caused a lot of problems. I think we would be better off if we stuck to the original understanding that there's a federal constitution, there's a state constitution. And if you don't like your state, well, that's the competition among states and you can right. freely move among them. 14th Amendment has been a vehicle, has been the primary vehicle of the federal government bullying the states into its will in many contexts. And a lot of those contexts I like. A lot of those contexts I don't. But I think uh, I think that th- these problems would be better solved by the states if we if we uh, left them to the states in general. Okay, so you say states' rights, and I say revocation of the naturalization clause. <laughs> you come to America and you plop a kid kid comes out of you not a naturalized yeah. citizen the question the question is 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 straight up should it be repealed i think that even though that has a lot of conceptual good to it that the damage that the 14th amendment case law has done is greater i, I if you ask me do you want to keep it as is or delete it i would delete it to be honest I, the 14th amendment is the ultimate bullshit amendment in the in, in the history of the Supreme Court's uh, case law, mm-hmm. and for that reason, I would hit the delete key. Would you hit the delete key? Yeah, probably. But I don't care about the Constitution. I none of it. All right, delete key the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, Intero uh, Bang. Yeah. And blonde property rights are fundamental rights derived from natural law. Last week, you were discussing something about property rights, and it got me thinking about what constitutes property legally. Is every material thing potentially property or is the definition of property subject to the political process? Land is obviously property. Air isn't property. It was a valid political question whether a human can be property. We've decided humans can't be property. Could we decide other things can't be property such as lewd materials? What was a property right to guns explicitly? Why was a property right to guns explicitly put into the constitution if there wasn't a presumed question over whether they could be owned? I think they were just being careful. I'm not sure where I stand on all this but thought you might want to discuss it. Thanks. I mean, ugh, the fact that this all has to be outlined so meticulously makes me think that people are really stupid. Um, isn't it obvious what can and cannot be property? We've already established that anything that has free will. Well, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe I shouldn't say that. Uh, Depends on your definition of property. If you believe that property is labor plus a resource, which is one of the theories, um, yeah. Then the question is, are human beings a resource? You know. Well, of course they are, but they can't be property. Uh, they can't be to an extent like your own labor is your property. Right. But you don't. <clears throat> you can sell that property to others in the form of, of working for them. But that's not no, a, that's not property, though. It's, it's a resource. Well, I, your labor is your property, right? Well, would I call it property? Not per se. I think property what would you is call it? Um, like who owns it. You have ownership of it. I guess if you have ownership of something, then it must be property, right? I would say so. Hmm. 
I guess I, I let me make sure I don't deviate too far from the the question here. Why? So the question is, what like what what defines what is and is not property in moral terms? Yeah, is that is that the idea here? And then what what is it about guns? I think the guns thing, the reason that that was explicitly uh, clarified, is because it relates to the idea of of uh, self defense and self preservation. It's not even. It's not about the guns as property per se. It's about what what they allow you to achieve as a tool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, the air point is interesting. It's like land we've determined is property. Why? Because resource plus labor. That's the that's the general idea on land. But that doesn't really apply to like water in terms of. Well, I guess it kind of does. Like we do offshore oil leasing. That's property. Uh, we have airspace. But do we have privately held airspace? Not really. No. As far as I'm aware. Why is air? Exa- that's a good that that one stumps me. On moral terms, I can talk about human beings as property and and who actually owns the labor of that resource. That that makes sense in moral terms. But as far as like why a natural resource would not be property like air. Now, of course, I can air might be property like if I'm a, if I'm a balloon business and I have an air compressor and I the, the, there are contexts in which that is still your property, I guess. But just the air of the atmosphere or whatever the term I'm looking for is, you know, just the air out there that you can't really own. Why? I don't have a good explanation for that. What's the distinction on that? Well, it's. It's more uh, undefinable than land. I guess maybe so. How, how do you draw those boundaries? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You could still draw uh, draw the boundaries, but like the, I guess, yeah, those. I kind of hate this question. <laughs> it's like you've stumped me in Terra Bank. I need to know why air is not property in the same way. I've never thought about that. All right, moving on. Uh, Mark Zizm blows. <laughs> Is this, is that a, I don't know. Is that a trap question again? Did I just Maybe. or a trap name? Did I say something I shouldn't have? Hey, Matt and Blonde, at what age did you have your first boyfriend or girlfriend? It depends on your definition. Um, I didn't have like a serious one where we were in love and like making out and stuff. Or like, I think <laughs> you're we, cute. I, I didn't have uh, a girlfriend that I envisioned a future with. Well, in retrospect, it's weird because every other relationship I've had in my life is vastly inferior to the one I have with my wife. So they all seem yeah. stupid. Like I look back at all of them and think that was not a real girlfriend because none of them were ever made with the the only relationship I've ever had in my life with the intent of marriage from the start is the one I have with my wife. So in ways I didn't have that until I was 30 years old, which sounds crazy. Um, That's if you're not talking- what he means. But if you're talking about like, yeah, what do you, what's your definition? Like, what was my uh, first okay, date? Let's say like you're going steady and you're, there's some sexual component, not necessarily sex, but mm. like you're kissing and stuff. Uh, I mean, for me, I, uh, the early, well, this is one time, <laughs> one time I kissed a girl after the eighth grade dance or the seventh grade dance. That does not count. Why is this question so hard for you to answer? <laughs> My first kiss, I think I was like 14 or 13 or something. That's like not that. what he's asking either. That's, what, what's the, what's the ask then? I don't know. Like 
you you have that kind of first love high school relationship kind of thing. Did you never have that? Not really defined. No. Oh, okay. Well, you're okay. Let, let's think like the, the first consequential relationship. When you think back through like the women in your life, you're like, well, that was the first one that kind of mattered. That's what I would say. I had, I had one long-term relationship before my wife for a few years. And that was when I first knew you. Yeah. But I didn't meet her until I was like 26 or 25. That's the first okay. like multi-year. This is an atypical experience. That's like, I was 15. I was probably 15. Yeah, I never had anything that was serious for a long term before that. I had women I chased unsuccessfully. But I think uh, my experience is more typical. <laughs> okay. I mean, I don't know. I need I need definitions here. But Snow Ape Dan, following up on a caller's question earlier this month, do you believe there are legitimate reasons why people shouldn't get married or have children? If so, are there still ways for them to leave a positive mark on the world? Or are they doomed to meaningless and inconsequential existence? Okay, this is tough. Um, like I know a family and everybody in the family has Marfan disease. Everybody. Um, so the one that has kids, embryo selected with IVF. Now, if I wanted kids and I had a situation like that, I would have a, I would have a really hard time being like, I don't believe in IVF. Like it's easy for me because I don't have any of these issues, but like in terms of embryo selection and genetic engineering, which I, I hate all of that, that seems like a really appropriate use. Now his child, he has children and he's in a functional marriage or whatever. And, um, his kids don't have this, this disease, this, that's going to cause all these health problems. Uh, I, I'm not even sure I'm I, fully on board with the health, the health reasons, but that seems the like health the health reasons. Most... Some people with certain diseases should, if you have Huntington's disease, yeah. you should not procreate. It you seems like the kids. most plausible to me. If you're talking about somebody who's otherwise in good health and just has a general attitude of, I don't think marriage and children are for me. 99.9% chance you're wrong. You're wrong. Yeah. So unless you have some weird outlier, I shouldn't say weird. That sounds that's sort of inconsiderate, but you get what I mean. Unless you have a, a very unique biological circumstance. But like it's you're not super about. new, like like early um, onset Alzheimer's. And everybody in your family has it. If you have the BRAC gene, like, I don't know, maybe you shouldn't have kids. Yeah, I, but th there's got to be some limitation on that, too. This is why, like, in our family, we're not a big fan of all the genetic testing and the stuff they want you to get when you're pregnant. is because they're going to tell you a whole bunch of bullshit about what your kid has and what freak condition is going to cause them doom. And you should consider aborting them because of this. Now, I know what you're talking about is different. It's morally distinct to evaluate whether an existing life deserves to continue than it is to evaluate whether you ought to create life in right. the first place. But I just... When you start thinking too much about the negatives that could happen that are yet to be realized, you you do there's a there's yeah. a trade-off risk there, which is denying is an opportunity slope. at right. the best thing a human being can experience, which is the construction of your family, completing the circle of life. And so um I don't know though. I mean, there are some diseases that that are going to just chronically affect the quality of your child's life. Like I'm a cystic fibrosis carrier. And before I even started, like we even started talking about getting married, I was like, you got to get this test to my husband. I was like, you have to get this test because I can't marry you if you were also a carrier. 
because then there's a 25% chance that our, our children will have cystic fibrosis, oh. which is a horrible disease that kills you by the age of 20. The same people saying that are the same ones who say, get the coronavirus vaccine. Have That's kids. That's insane. Have kids. <laughs> no, don't. Have- if you are a cystic fibrosis carrier and so is your husband, I mean, you should get divorced and marry somebody that is not a carrier and then have kids. Well, wait, wait, wait. You cannot. I, I you can't break your bond to your spouse over that. It's, it's you don't have kids till and, death and in sickness it, and no, in health. If, if you do not. This is this whole thing is bullshit. If you do not have Ooh. kids and you want kids and you, you, you would you would rather people stay together to, to keep that bond going for the rest of their life and both be childless. You make a vow in sickness and in health. You don't back man, out of that. That because is. Of, because of that is quote such unquote a, unhealthiness the, fertility it, it is such a like, losing that opportunity to have children when both of you could have had it with other people i don't know man like if there's can, a reason to get that, divorced you make that if evaluation there's a reason to get divorced before you get married that's yes. why i did it with my husband that's why that's i was like fine. if we're gonna date yeah. seriously you have to get this genetic screen that's fine luckily but, he was not a carrier so yeah but I, I just wouldn't i wouldn't back out after the fact after you've made somebody that saying vote. adopt no don't adopt kids nobody should be adopting kids well there are kids that's in need of adoption yeah, this this whole fetishizing adoption thing, it's almost always a disaster. Well, it's not necessarily fetishizing. They, no, where, it's bizarre. It's Where bizarre. are these like, kids going to there, go? There was a time when parents were dying in mass and children, like the end of Green Gables thing. But adoption is really difficult to to make a functional family with, with adopted children. Like people are like, Oh, you can't have kids. Just well, yeah, adopt. Like you're it's talking the same about, fucking thing. You're talking about circumstances in which making a family is difficult. That's precisely the point. Okay. It's, it's insane to me that a couple that married young, didn't know they had this found out they had, had this both want biological children that the solution should be, Oh, just, just stay married and adopt non-biological children instead of just get divorced and meet somebody that you can have kids with. Uh, I, I can't crazy. I can't agree with that. If you if you if you gave someone a vow in sickness and in health till death do us part, then you it would have it. to be an agreement between both. of them. Well, even still, you made a vow to each other and then you broke it. OK, yeah. But the outcome is that you get to have bio children with with somebody else. I'm but fine that, with that. Trade that off. wasn't that wasn't the vow. That's uh, that's a breach of the agreement. These people are destroying their lives or. They break a vow. What's worse? Or they can they can have kids and accept the risk that that entails. But frankly, everybody has has risk when this happens. And I I don't see a problem with adopting at all. There are children who need okay caring that's true. homes. That's true. But it's it's not the same thing for parents. It's not. Uh, what's not the same thing? You have to be. I think that people oh. that adopt children should not have biological children. Like they shouldn't have mixed families where they have, have biological children. It's definitely, and I'm sure it's bound to be different. There is a biological Because it's bound to be different. But, that's that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying yeah. that people should never adopt children. I'm saying like if you can't have children and you want to adopt children, that's a different thing than having your own children and being like, let's throw some adopted yeah. kids on the pile and act I like mean, this is all the same shit. Frankly, I think that not that you personally have to do it, but I think that a good attitude about adoption is a natural consequence of a pro-life position. That is to say, totally. That's if you, true if you yeah. accept that there will be lives created accidentally, that something has to be done with these lives. And so I don't think that means you have to personally take on a child and take care of that child yourself. But I think that we have to have a positive attitude about adoption and we have to make it as we have to facilitate it to make it as, as easy as possible. If we are going to protect the rights of those lives when they're unborn. Yeah. I mean, my, my view of adoption is skewed because there are tons of Christian families around here that have like 
seven of their own kids. And then they're like, I want to adopt three African kids. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, what, what is your plan here? Um, like a Supreme Court justice, help me out. Amy Coney Barrett. There it is. Yeah. I, I find that position just Christian. It's just Christian nonsense. But like if you're a family and you can afford it, it is. Right. If you're a family and you can afford it um, and you and you think that you have the heart to adopt children, then like, yeah, I, I, I can get behind that. Yeah. Anyway. Um, uh, did you see this next name? I think this is very clever. Call in talk show. Hmm. That's clean. I like that. Is this mine? Uh, yeah. Hey, Blonde, question for Matt. Would you rather be stuck behind a tractor on the road for three hours or stuck behind a cyclist for 10 minutes? After the 10 minutes trapped behind him, you come to a stoplight, at which point the cyclist rides onto the crosswalk, then goes through the crosswalk while you're stopped at the light for three minutes. In both scenarios, you are not pressed for time. Well, those are... <laughs> look, I'm, do, I, do I get the right to yell at the cyclist and give him the finger? Yes. Um, obviously, obviously. I'm, I'm, not going, I'm not going to prefer three wasted hours to what, something like 15 minutes dealing with this this cyclist um i'm just going to be practical about this and say i'll I'll suffer the 15 minutes with the cyclist if the if all things were equal though i would i mean the tractor has is more sensible to me there there's a lot of times you get uh farm equipment on the roads around here and yeah it's annoying but still it's like all right that guy is uh that's a great american producing something i respect that even though i wish there were more convenient ways for him to move his equipment but the cyclist, the cyclist has a choice. The farm guy, less choice. Maybe not no choice. Maybe he could move it at a more convenient hour. I don't know. But the cyclist people, they're there for pure recreation, whereas tractor guy is there for a he's, he's working a red blooded American reason, and I respect that. I appreciate that you like really thought that through. Willie, <laughs> I don't Willie get it. Charass. Oh, I gross. Willie, Charass. Okay. What would your response be to centrists who will readily admit that Jordan Neely was not a remotely good person and feel no sympathy for him, but leave that Penny used excessive force and should face consequences for doing so? Um, well, why, why do they think he used excessive force? Do they know? My response would be like, do you know that he came on the train, threw his jacket at a bunch of minority women and children, and then start getting in their face and saying that he was going to murder them? And saying he doesn't care that he's going to go to jail, he's going to murder you. Like, what is more of a of a call to self defense than being like, "I am going to kill you right now, and I don't care what happens to me." Like, okay, all right, that's it. Like, I defend myself. I would say that that the force applied was perfectly justified uh, because oh, lives. At least, if we accept the statements of Daniel Penny and the witnesses. There were explicit threats of serious bodily injury made and that those people were perfectly reasonable to think and to fear that serious bodily injury could be inflicted at any moment. Therefore, you have justified use of force in response. The other factor I would wait for, though, and I know we mentioned it a little bit on Sunday. um, I I don't believe that the uh, that that Daniel Penny's uh, restraint was the sole or even primary factor of the cause or the sole or even primary cause of of Jordan Neely's death. I think there's probably going to be a George Floyd factor here. I think that there, once we get toxicology, I think we will find out that there was something seriously screwed up with that guy. And interesting. That That hadn't really occurred to me. I just assumed that it was, I I would wait for that, but yeah, I mean, (sighs) 
I wouldn't have a problem if I wouldn't have a problem with like a, a some kind of citizens or this basically was a citizens arrest in this case. I don't know what force would be justified. They all just have to sit there and take it. Mm-hmm. I guess I, I would need to know from this person what the what what the appropriate use of force would have been. You're telling me that you can't restrain him, restrain him, but not around the neck. Would that be it? Like just hold him by his what? Like by his arms yeah, and legs by or something? His arms or I don't know. Uh, wait for the toxicology report. Is my answer that that'll that'll clarify. Some That's interesting. I don't know that you thought that, but I think you're probably right. And George Floyd set the standard. Yeah, really. You're all on fentanyl. Heavy D 2024. Did you see the quite frankly anomaly interview from a week ago? Anomaly kept uh, asking Frank if he would vote DeSantis if he won a fair. Oh, if he won a fair primary and Frank could not entertain the hypothetical. Even the awful Bush senior and Bush junior gave us Thomas and Alito respectively. I am unapologetically a disimp. (laughs) But wouldn't a DeSantis presidency lead to greater um, or lead to getting better Supreme Court picks than another Democratic president? Thomas is pretty old, unfortunately. Well, I did not see the interview, so I don't want to um, mischaracterize my friend Frank because I I enjoy what he does and I think he's a good thinker. So without seeing the segment, you know, I I don't want to give the impression that I'm I'm saying he's way off or something because I just don't know what he said. Um, mm. that said, uh, would I prefer DeSantis to Joe Biden? Yes. Uh, a million times. Yes. Do I have some concerns about Ron DeSantis more about who is behind him than the guy himself? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I have way more concerns. Well, maybe this is, maybe this is naive. I have, I'm more concerned about the people behind Joe Biden than I am the, the people behind Ron DeSantis, but I suppose some would argue they're actually very similar. They're they're establishment figures. They're in DeSantis's case, there are a lot of neocon figures. And if you think you're getting a, a major distinction between the uh, the shadow Biden backers versus the shadow DeSantis backers, that's uh, not as big of a difference as you as you might think. Um, yeah, if if Ron DeSantis won the primary, which I think is very unlikely, personally. Um, but let's say that happened. Uh, would I would I vote for Ron DeSantis? Yes, I would. Um, but we're going to have to do a lot of ballot harvesting for Ron DeSantis to win the presidency. So I'll believe that I when know. I see it, though, I'm not going to give up. I I, I don't want to resign to a Biden second term. But, man, if, if I'm putting money down to bet today on who's going to be president January, whatever, 2025, 21st or whatever. I'm betting Joe Biden and or Democrats stand in because I I've seen the fortification and nobody has presented a plan to beat the fortification. Yeah. We can't out fortify. I mean, <laughs> at least I, I haven't seen a, a plan to out fortify. So I don't know. Um, I, I, I would, I would give the question to you, but I, I, I mean, you're not going to advocate voting in general. No, I'm really not. I think DeSantis is going to end up being more of the same. I'm not in a position where I think that anybody is going to do anything that's going to improve my quality of life in a meaningful way. Well, I did the only, the best way to do that would be to start hitting the delete key on almost everything in Washington. Oh, I, I doubt is that DeSantis going to do that. Is DeSantis going to find ways to dismantle the FBI. Is he going to stop giving foreign aid to all these fucking countries? No, it's going to be more the same with him. Like I know it's better than Biden or whatever, but like, is it, I mean, come on, it's all the same. It's all the same shit it's at some level when you're so abused you crave like just 
base level improvements. I feel like I'm a prisoner in someone's dungeon. And it's like, but that guy's going to bring me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich instead of, <laughs> you know, like whatever this rotten slop is that I'm getting. Yeah, really. <laughs> Please vote for the PB and J. I'm dying over here. That's so true. Something That's exactly like that. The situation but I, we're in. I still want that PB and J. It better be skippy yeah. creamy though. None of the other bullshit. Yeah, really. I mean, see, I'm like, I'm going to starve myself so that um, I don't have to deal with any of this. That's what, that's what I'm doing. Uh, Drunk in Denver, Matt and Blonde, thank you for the show. Starting a family has always been a life goal, but I also thought I had to be at a certain point in my life before trying to start one. Your show helped me help stop the not good enough mindset. We all started this journey together around the same time, but I beat both of you on number two, oh, hearing man. that both of you were catching up fills me with joy. Congratulations. <laughs> Every future rebel counts. That's totally true. And I really want people to stop having this attitude. Like I have to have a home. I have to block because the longer you put things off, the fewer children you'll, you'll have. Um, and you want to have kids when you're young because they're exhausting. Honestly, no joke. Having a, raising a toddler and my husband's been out of town for three weeks, raising a toddler and being pregnant right now is like, the hardest thing I've ever done. If I were uh, 20, I don't think it would be that bad. I'm watching my wife do it with my help and uh, it's not easy. Yeah, it's, it's no, uh, no, no, no. And to be and, clear, and, you know, she's doing about she's 95, 95% of the work I'm helping. Yeah. You know, I work full time and I'm helping out where I can. But yeah, it, it's it's no easy task. And just from the male perspective, obviously, you never feel like you're ready. Frankly, I don't know that we're ready for our second, but there's nothing as a man that's going to kick you into gear like that and obligation and that ready. responsibility. The entire reason that I have my family set up in a, in a new place now is because of my wife's second yeah. pregnancy. That's the only reason that I got serious about looking at what options I had and totally. what I could do to provide for them. If it wasn't for yeah. that, there's nothing wrong with where I was before. In fact, I quite liked that house and I could have lived there for a long time. Yeah, but yeah. the point is that that the necessity of our family growing uh, gave me an obligation to work harder and build something bigger and better, and that's exactly uh, that's exactly what being a man is all about. So totally, um, I think white people especially chronically underestimate their ability to show up for things after they happen. So like, there's nothing that's more uh, that, that brings the responsibility and the duty out of you, like having a child, not like the future of, you know, maybe I'll have a child or anything. Like it's the reality of like, if I don't take care of this kid, they're going to die. And yeah. that makes people show up. And, um, I think that that's really important. Like you don't need to have all these things in your life because, because of the economy, you probably won't get all of these things. Like people are like, Oh, I need to have a house. Fucking why just rent a house. Nobody else cares about this stuff. Who cares? Just do it. Well, it's always better to own than to rent, but you got to do what you got to do, you know? I don't, it's not always better to own. Well, it depends what you own, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but in general, you'd like to build that equity as opposed to just uh, giving money to some landlord. But yeah, it's it, a liability. People think know. about it as stressful. And I, I did too when I was younger. Man, I, I like, oh, this obligation that I can't fail on, that I must succeed. Um, when you, but it when you do, you. though, yeah, it. it, it Stress is the wrong word. It is purpose. And and you only through applying yourself to that purpose do you find out what you're truly capable of. And and that's really the point. So that's uh, so true. Yeah. Uh, congratulations to your family, man. That's that's great. And uh, that's the awesome. race is on for number three. Then I will beat you next time. Oh, I'm out. Uh, Blonde saying she's Nick, out. She'll beat you too. I won't. Uh, Nick. Another R. one. Other than being a hoe or being bad with money. What are some red flags you should look for when choosing a romantic partner? I want to avoid getting Hunter Avalon. I, 
Well, he did OnlyFans with his wife. So I'm like, these subtle red flags. It's like, well, she was a giant whore. So what's, I mean, what do you, and also he, they were like doing OnlyFans together. Um, no vision for the future, I would say. Yes, no. doesn't want kids. Um, if it's super a, materialistic. If it's a total true. no, like I don't want children, I don't want marriage. Yeah. Um, like why bother? Yeah. Leave, leave that. Yeah. If it's a, oh, if it's not a not being maybe, able to cook and clean. We're not wanting to, I suppose like not, um, but that's true for a lot of things to, to me. Um, it's, it wasn't that my wife had to actively do things X, Y, and Z. It's, it's that we shared a vision for what the future should be and whether so or not women we, can show up to just like men and, and figure these yeah, things. Yeah, out. exactly. Yeah. Like it was that's she, true. uh, it, it, it's not like she had all the, the skills of a perfect, um, kitchen dwelling wife, all perfect. Like that was not perfected and ready to go, you know, in the same way that I'm not perfected as a man ready to go. But the point is that we had a vision for what the future should be. And you must share that. And if there's no, if there's no vision for the future, bail. What? I just remembered that she's adopted. Oh my God. Oh, that's, that's not, (laughs) I am so sorry if you're watching this, maybe she's not watching. Oh, Oh my god, I want to crawl out of my skin right now. That bitch hates me. (laughs) She wants me dead. Yes, my wife has stopped it. But that's not, it's not a personal thing. That's not why I'm... (laughs) No. Uh, Maybe she's not watching. She's tired and your kids are dead. She's not going to She probably went to bed an hour ago. Okay. Um, Well, let me know. I wouldn't wouldn't worry about that. And you shouldn't shouldn't (gasps) form your opinions based on whether you think that you'll insult us or anybody else personally. But I cannot say things... I can have opinions and not say them. No, this is so the, embarrassing. The I'm authenticity so is the point. I will say returning to the point of adoption though. I mean, yeah. Does, does that, uh, having that experience of, of my wife being the product of an unplanned pregnancy and having that come to be realized and to see her life fulfilled and to, I mean, have her in my life, all of that realized through the process of adoption. Does it matter to me personally? Yeah, but that's not, that's not why, I have the view on it that I do necessarily. Um, I walked it back towards the end though. So it's okay. <laughs> and that was before I remembered. Yeah. It's fine. Everything's no, it's fine. cool. She should have been thrown in a dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> anyway, All right. I think, I think we covered that one. Uh, I think you're up. Uh, Steven says, um, Hey, Matt and Blonde, do you think parents should give an inheritance to their children or should they teach their children to work for their own fortune? What about allowances? As a person who hates socialism and participation trophies, I don't like the idea of giving away allowances for doing nothing. The child should learn hard work and responsibility to earn a reward, such as doing chores and uh, getting good grades. There are parents who will give their entire fortune to their children in their will, while other parents will give it all away and leave nothing in order to teach their children about independence. What are your stances on this and how will you guys handle your children's finances? Well, uh, my job as a father is to make the world. Well, these things are not mutually exclusive. It's my job as as a father to make sure that my children can navigate the world effectively. It's also my job as a father to make sure they are provided with the resources to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so do I intend to just hand my children things or money without any lessons tied to them? Of course not. Um, I, I would, I would share your philosophy on, on chores and household tasks that 
I want yeah. my son and future children to realize like, yeah, you need to perform certain certain tasks need to be done around here. And when they're completed, I will reward you for that hard work. And that will that'll be the lesson there. At the same time, though, I, I don't want to leave my children. Did she text you? Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, she didn't even text me. So well, yeah. um, I don't want to leave my children <laughs> with nothing to teach them a lesson. That seems like a failure as a father, too. If I'm not building, what am I building everything I have for if not to leave it to my children, to donate it? Nothing wrong with donating to charity. I donate to charity like anybody else. There are a lot of charities I, uh, I, I except for Blonde, <laughs> but there are a lot of charities who do great work and I'm happy to support because I think they're making a difference. That said, do I want to give everything I have to a charity and not to my children? What, what, what am I doing? That's insane. I like, I don't, the reason that I'm, uh, every financial decision my husband and I make, we're thinking about posterity for Emmeline and yeah. the baby that I'm carrying because I want my children to be able to compete with other groups that are more nepotistic. So <laughs> I want to give them all the stuff, you know, yeah. you can't take anything with you when you die. You, you want your children to like, you know, like my husband got an inheritance and cause his parents died really young and yeah. we use that money to make more money to support our family. And like, I want Emmeline to do that. Like you understood the value he, of where it came from. You understand yeah. what it means. Yeah. Yeah, of course. It's 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 for posterity. If you aren't doing stuff, the idea that you would work your entire life and then give all your fucking money to a stranger instead of your own children—that is such like a piece of shit thing to do. Yeah. You know. So that's why I say these aren't mutually exclusive. My intent as a father is to provide for my children, but for them to understand that nothing is. Um, Nothing is automatic in that way that you have to earn it and you have to understand the hard work and effort that went into this. Um, that's the aim. So yeah. how I refine that as I grow and develop as a parent, I'll check back with me in like five or 10 years and I'll see how I've done on that. But yeah, uh, yeah. Um, both and would be my answer. Provide for them and make sure they understand the lessons of how that providing is achieved. Uh, she's not butthurt. That's the great. I don't want to give up too much information about your wife, but the, the best thing about your wife is that she is unoffendable. Like she is so hard to offend. I agree. I don't think I've ever that. made her mad in that way. I guess I wouldn't know though. Would I? <laughs> oh, we talk shit all the time before bed. <laughs> yeah, <you> every do. <laughs> Did you read the last one? Uh, I think so. This one's you. Yeah. Okay. Adam, I'm in socialists who support Bernie Sanders, Hassan Piker, any other big name socialists, Nazi, the hypocrisy. These celebrities and politicians call for us giving away our money and, and energy that I just have a stroke to poor people while living in mansions, buying expensive items, collecting donations from their fan bases. Socialists defend this saying you would still be wealthy in a socialist society. That's so stupid. While also calling for us to contribute to their ideology and ignoring the bigger socialists who are actually stealing their money. I always say socialists hate capitalism until they start benefiting from it. Do you think we should bring back McCarthyism and go after all socialists and communists in the country, especially since Antifa and similar groups are publicly waving hammer and sickles without remorse or consequences? Yes. One of the greatest travesties of uh, American history in particular is that McCarthy was viewed as this, um, this paranoid lunatic, but really he was a shrewd investigator uh, who uncovered just these major elements of subversion and everybody was like, Oh, you're fucking crazy. But, but he was on it. Like he was really on it. Um, yeah, a, should we bring that back? Yeah. 
that's oh. another piece of the history that I don't a piece of history. I don't know that much about, but I know that it is framed in a particular way and I'd like to revisit it and, and see if maybe it was presented unfairly. Um, no, I mean, it, I'd have to know exactly what he did and did not do. Even these, the, the, the Hassans of the world, I don't even mean to call him out individually. Cause I don't, I don't pay attention to Hassan. So it's probably unfair for me Who to is say, he? he's, is he that Brown vice guy? Or he's whatever? like, uh, he's a Jenks, uh, nephew or whatever. The young Turks dude. Um, I don't even oh. watch his content. So let's just say the generic successful person of socialist persuasion. And that may or may not right. be a, a Hassan type person, whatever. Um, do I think that we should go after these people and or violate their rights because of their perspective? No. Uh, so I, I need to know exactly what McCarthy is accused of doing. If, if they should be ridiculed and mocked for the hypocrisy, absolutely. But what, I guess I need to know what I'm endorsing when we're talking about McCarthyism. If it's, if it's public ridicule, yes. If it's legal punishment because of their views, obviously I would not be in favor of that, but it depends, depends on what views and what punishment wants <laughs> thinking. No, yeah, really. Uh, anyway, thank you, Adam. TJ says, we know how young millennials and zoomers are easier to indoctrinate into the LGBT agenda, but how is it that older Gen Xers can be indoctrinated as well? Not all teachers in public schools are millennials. There are teachers and professors who are old enough to be grandparents lecturing and punishing students for not buying into the propaganda. How can you live through the original science taught in schools only to completely flip when the younger generations try to change it in modern times? Uh, very easily. It's the, it's the same phenomenon we've seen with Corona where if if you if you're persuaded to believe that you have to hold a certain view or behave a certain way in order to retain your job or in order to be accepted in your social circle i mean people will people will say the sky is red if there's enough totally. social pressure applied to them and i think this is just another context so um, that's exactly what i was going to say yeah all right i mean I, I, I don't know that i can add much more to it than that i think um What's that famous experiment where they, they put people in social groups and they say which which straw is the longest or whatever and every, yeah. and everyone says that that one's the longest but it's clearly the shortest and yeah. they get people yeah. to agree that yeah. that, that yeah. it's the longest social pressure is yeah. is hugely influential yeah it it is unfortunate um or may, I'm I'm sure it probably has a purpose in our human nature that we crave social belonging in that way I'm sure it is evolutionarily or from a survival perspective it's beneficial for us to stick together in that way. But man, uh, when we realize that social pressure is stronger than, at least for many of us in, in many cases, it's stronger than the desire uh, for finding the truth. Or it's just like what, what we see truth. with our own eyes. Yeah, yeah. It's that's crazy. that's. Yeah. Oh, man, it's just sad. But I, I suppose that's the way the world is rather than the way I want it to be. Yeah. Cultural breakdown. Oh, we should we should uh, get through this pretty fast. Uh, how do you feel about sticks taking back Trump? Um take about backing Trump. Uh, essentially, his, yeah, he says the establishment's is. reaction to Trump has woken up normies to the deep state and the methods in which they operate. Even if Trump doesn't win, it will wake more people up and reveal more of their methodology. Okay, like this thing about operating to wake up normies after a federal election was stolen, after uh, they destroyed people's lives with coronavirus, like... I am no longer interested in anybody that is not living in reality in 2023. Like if this stuff didn't get you, if these like 
international psyops have not woken you up to the reality. I'm like not doing any more shit to make you see what is happening around you. You idiot. Hmm. I, I don't know exactly what sticks has said. Um, but in addition to what you're saying there about, um, that maybe some normies are just unwakeable. They're so deep in their slumber that they can't be. Awake. How useful could they the, be if they're not woken up by now? The thing with Trump to me, um, and it's not to me. I just, everybody has an opinion on Trump at this point. I just don't know who's out there who, uh, in theory, who's this person like, well, I didn't like Trump and I voted for Biden, but the fact that they, that Alvin Bragg prosecuted him. Now I see that right. was it. It's like, well, I don't know. I mean, everybody hates him or everybody kind of likes him. There's nobody who's really on the fence. And so I just don't yeah. see at this point, you were either awoken by Trump four or five, six years ago, or you weren't. And I just don't know who, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't know exactly what stick said, so I don't want to dismiss the theory outright. I just, it, to me, I just, uh, the idea that there are, there are people who are, just now waking up to this sort of thing through Trump. I just, I need to know who that is. I don't more see evidence. That. I don't that. need to, I don't see that as a big population of people. I do love sticks, but though. maybe I'm missing something. Ineptius says, what, what do you guys think of uh, antidepressants and other drugs that can alter the mind? How would you deal with depression? Well, uh, I'm remarkably medically unqualified on this, but, um, but even before all this coronavirus nonsense, I've always been, uh, very skeptical of pills. And I have some firsthand experience with this through my brother and the painkillers uh, and, and what happened with it. Like when my brother was on withdrawal from his, his pain medication, these were, I forget exactly what it was, but it was an opioid. They were opiates, pres- right? Prescribed. Yeah. Prescribed opioid. Um, he was like a, a different person and it's, it, he wasn't withdrawing. These, these withdrawals were not, his fault. He was very diligent in managing his medication, but it was, it was fulfilled through the VA. And so Mm -hmm. when there would be shortages from VA delivery, VA fulfillment, whatever, there might be a day or two where he did not have medication. In fact, speaking candidly, that's exactly what happened when I lost him. He was on withdrawal and I had seen him in this state prior and he, he was a different person. He was not himself. It's like some other thing had taken over him. Uh, that's why I have a lot of skepticism about drugs in general is, is number one, obviously they alter who you are when you're on them, but perhaps even more severely, they alter who you are when you're not, when you stop taking them. I, I assume that some people benefit from antidepressants and, and painkillers and all of these things. So it's, I I don't know for me to say like, absolutely never do this. I'm not, I have my own personal anecdote and that's about it. But if it was me, if I was experiencing depression, I would try every natural method available before I would ever consider any of these drugs. I would try getting more exercise. I would try eating better. I would try everything I could to put myself in a better mindset before I would ever pop any of these pills. That's just me personally. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've had a, a totally different experience but with SSRIs, not opiates. And I've seen people go through opiate withdrawals and it is terrible like absolutely terrible so i can't imagine what he was going through but my experience with ssris i developed just absolutely terrible ocd just like my mom did when she was in her late 20s and my uncle and my aunt and my grandmother like this all happened when they were in their late 20s so i had a i had a miscarriage and then i just started having like 
horribly invasive thoughts and compulsions. Like I remember I thought I had, I had, um, zipped up my wedding dress and I just kept checking it. And, and I, this is the first time that this had happened to me. Um, this is, I was like 28. I just kept checking it. And I was in this, this compulsive cycle where I just kept checking it for an hour. I was just unzipping it, zipping it for an hour. I was just sitting there and doing that thinking that Wait, each time that I had what, you, it, you were wearing your wedding dress or no, what? I was zipping it up in like a garment bag. And I kept oh. thinking that I had snagged the tool. Oh, so it was just and, sitting in a closet or something. It yes. Wasn't and I you. just, and then I check it to make sure I didn't unzip it. And then I'd zip it back up again. And then I'd think that I had snagged it when I had zipped it. And this is, this is like when I was 20, 28. And this is like the first time anything like this had ever happened in my life. And I'm sitting there for an hour, cannot stop huh. this, this checking cycle. And then it just got worse from there. You know, I'm getting married. I had a miscarriage and I became obsessed with finding out what caused my miscarriage. And I just was doing 10 hours of medical research a day. I could not function. So I did cognitive behavioral therapy. I spent like 30 grand on therapy. I um, changed my eating habits drastically. I did, I did exercise. I tried all sorts of herbal remedies. I did everything. And I just dealt with this for four years. Uh, during my last pregnancy, it was a fucking nightmare. My life was a nightmare. It was affecting my marriage, all of my relationships. Um, it was just horrible. Like the OCD had just taken over my life. And then I was like, I cannot do this anymore. And so I went on Lexapro and within a month, um, my OCD was 90 to 95% just hmm. cured, totally cured. I've had to go off of it because it's category C. So I'm not on it right now because I'm pregnant. Um, but it was like, it wasn't like I was a different person. It was like, I was my old self. Hmm. I assume, obviously I, there's gotta be some positive effect for a lot of these pharmaceuticals. Uh, I don't know. It's gotta be a reason some people are consuming them and there's gotta be some positive experience. Otherwise. Yeah. I, 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 there's a lot of big pharma bullshit and I think pushing it on people but who that's don't the thing. need it. There's a lot of big yeah. pharma bullshit. And like when I went off of SSRIs for this pregnancy, uh, I was having just horrible withdrawal. I mean, I'm okay now, but the OCD is back, you know, mm. but I, I can't deny that it's had like a super positive impact on my life. Now that's not depression. It's Something but for else, some but, reason yeah. it, it, it worked for me. So I don't know what to do. I mean, depression, I think that there are more ways to deal with depression that are not pharmaceutical options. Yeah. I think they put people on pharmaceuticals like immediately. Like, remember that I, I tried things for four years. I was in this, this yeah, OCD I, hell for I four years. I think we probably agree. Like even in your case where it appears that the, the medication was effective, it, 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 the, the prescription meds should be a, a last resort, not a first resort. Yeah, totally. So I, I would yep. say that's probably true with a variety of conditions. All right. Uh, just a couple more here and then we'll catch up with our chat and we'll finish up crazy custodian. Oh, you're up, right? This one's yours. Am I? Yeah. Um, how do you know when it's the right time to quit a job? The, the school I work at has some great people in it and a boss I really like. But ever since COVID, the teenagers I clean up after have been getting worse and worse with <laughs> little to no discipline at all. We had a teacher punched in the face and was back at school in a week. If I received some understanding from the higher ups that this might be tolerable, but I'm expected to keep things to a standard that I simply don't have time for anymore. And my employee evaluations aren't looking good as a result. Sorry for the long one. Just looking for some advice. I think that you answered your own your own question there. I mean, if it is affecting your sense of well being, like to a major degree, I think that it is time to. For me, I knew 
the last time that when I was strategizing how to do the minimum possible and get away with it, that 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 is um, that's not a good sign that I'm actually finding any fulfillment or purpose uh, in that particular work. And part of it was that I was a single guy with no kids and no I, I, I had opportunity to take risk. Uh, financially that I don't have now. And perhaps if I was in the situation that I am now with a wife and, and, and kids and a dependent situation that I would uh, put up with more crap at work in pursuit of the, the purpose that I'm doing that job, which is providing for my family. But yeah, if you're, if you're strategizing avoidance, avoidance, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that tells me that you should, you probably shouldn't be doing that task if that's what you're experiencing. But I also think that there's, kind of a a moral component to that too. Like when you're hired to do a job and paid a certain uh, wage to do that job, if you're thinking, how do I do this as minimally adequate as possible? And I'm speaking from my own experience, crazy custodian. I'm not saying you are, but if you're experiencing something like this, to me, I felt a certain level of guilt for that too. It's like, well, I'm paid, I'm paid per an agreement to do this task. And here I am like trying to think, how can I do the task minimally and then do the other shit that I want to do instead. Yeah, exactly. That, that's just know. not, that's not for me, from my yeah. perspective, that was not really honest. And so I had to move on from that for that reason too. But if it's like, a, I mean, if it's like even a danger situation, like getting punched in the face or something, that's its own separate consideration. Um, if you are having serious thoughts about doing something else, um, you know, take, if you're in position to take risk, take risk. But if you got a whole, if you got a whole family to take care of at home, that's uh, that's your priority, your moral priority, your moral obligation first and foremost. So can you can you take the risk while protecting your family? If you can do that, go right ahead. Jug, juggernaut. juggernaut, yeah. Hello, N-word tards. If you had to pilot a submarine, would you use a uh, an Xbox controller, a PlayStation controller, or a Wii Balance board? I've always loved the Xbox controller. So give me that. Especially if I, it was a survival situation. I don't even like know this. what the answer is. I, yeah, that, that's my point. You, I don't think you would want the Wii balance board. I, I think, to me, the Xbox controller is much more ergonomic than the PlayStation controller. That's just my opinion. So I think you'd do, no. you'd do best with Xbox. The Wii one is hard, right? Well, I have not used the Wii balance board. <laughs> uh, I've used, uh, the, the only thing I've used is like the original Wii Mote. The balance board I've never seen, but I definitely am not using that to pilot a uh, to pilot a, a submarine. All right, um, let's catch up with uh, chats, and we'll call it an evening. Let's see. Oh my gosh, we're so over. Let me read huh. a few, and then I got a buddy. Okay, sure. Uh, where are we? I I left off. I think on uh, Ben Shapiro had a, uh, a a chat. Bill Biz said, "Did you see that uh, the AMA has indicated?" Oh, the BMI, BMI is racist. racist. Did, we talked about BMI earlier, but uh, BMI well, is, is racist. Black people are fat. Is yeah, that I would assume so. That doesn't surprise me. That seems perfectly fitting. Uh, Bocephus says, "Yeah, go for it." Uh, Matt and Blonde is a heads up. The Sticks Axe and Hammer figurine 000 currently has a high bid of 560. <laughs> you still have two days left for a chance, Matt. Gunsight or Six Hour Academy or neither? Uh, I guess neither because I don't have experience with either. So I'm going to have to punt on that. Um, but <laughs> it's not because I disapprove of either. I just don't, I don't have experience with either. So I wouldn't be able to tell you a preference. Um, 560 bucks. I got to figure out how we made That's this crazy. figurine. I wish we had more like 
cartoonish characteristics over <sighs> the top end of this market. Um, uh, blonde's future mourners. We will wail hysterically at your funeral, just like you asked. Thank you. It's all I ask. <laughs> uh, Ralph Rojas, just feeding the feed. Love you guys. We love you too. Matt Thanks, Wilkerson, sir. my wife and I just got home from the hospital last night from having our second child. Our first son, congrats on the pregnancy, Blonde. It's time for a minivan. Oh, I mm. hope everything went well. I'm all glad the to best hear that. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, we had a big donation. I'll read that one and then I'll, I'll get out of here. Ryan Sakura. Wednesdays are for the boys might be the last time I donate, but you and blonde have been a pivotal part of my pursuit to wisdom. He has been so generous these last few weeks. Ryan, thank you so much for your contribution to the show. We really I am not going to be niggardly. Really, really do. Um, thank you, Ryan. Not only your support for the show, but of course your kind words and, uh, and, and congratulations on, uh, on, on the, tr- I can't even use the word. I was going to say transitions in life. Cause I know that he's, he's moving on from college as he talked about, but now that sounds like a transgender yeah. thing. You can't even, it does. Congratulations on your life developments, sir, and all the best with them. On chopping off your penis yeah. and living your li- new life as well. And then there's one Appreciate more. Appreciate it very much. It's Keeping the show operational, and that's huge. For man. real. Thank Single-handedly. Uh, Western Sun. Uh, always thought I'd end up married with kids, but just turned 38 and after a massive heartbreak last year. And having recently received a terminal diagnosis, it doesn't look like it's going to happen for me. What advice A terminal would you give diagnosis? On this Oh, that's terrible. What advice would you give on this? Ma- I mean, I'm not, I, I'm not equipped to, to dish out advice on something like this. I've just never, I've never dealt with anything like this before. I don't know. Like, what would I do? Um, people say that accepting your circumstances allows you to be free of the expectations that you have. But it's going, it's going to feel like a, like a death to you, you know, the death of expectations. And that's going to be really painful. I mean, I'm so sorry that you're going through this. That just must be, must be very difficult. And, and I, I don't know. I don't know how I would get through this. I guess you just have to like find the, the courage to, to move on. Well, I, within yourself. I would say to the extent that it's possible, operate like you're the exception. I don't know how certain this terminal diagnosis is or, or what the, you know, what the prognosis is, but I, even if your days are truly limited, you don't want to, you don't want to die already. You know what I mean? You want yeah. to live every day that you have on this earth to the full extent that you can. I know that's easier said than done if you get some bad news and it's hard to find purpose, but there's got to be some sort of a community to find in this area or some way to, build something with someone in a similar situation. I wish I had something more clear yeah. to point to. And I don't want to but, give you false hope or anything like that, but my friend's father just beat a, an absolutely terrible uh, cancer prognosis. Yeah. And these I, things do happen. I mean, yeah. I think you have to operate with that attitude. Like, all right, here's uh, here's the situation. I'm going to be the exception. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm going to be the exception or I'm going to die trying, but that's the point about death. It comes for all of us. And, um, you know, whether a lot of us might be sitting here thinking like, well, I don't have a terminal diagnosis and I'm going to live to be 85 or 90. And then you die in a car crash tomorrow. The point is every day is a gift. Every day of your life is a day with purpose and should be treated that way. And, um, I wish I had a, a more clear way to tell you how to do that in this context. It's just, it's hard to do without, uh, the specifics, but, um, you know, just, don't give up. <laughs> yeah. I know that's so, ge- I'm sorry for being so generic. It's just, it, it, there is every day that you're still around has a purpose. 
maximize that purpose. And I, I'm, I'm sure you will, you will find what you're supposed to find. Yeah. I'm really Let's sorry. See. Um, I got a boogie. My parent, I just heard my parents turn on bluey, which means they must be desperate. <sighs> All right. I will uh, go back to figure out where we left off here and I will clean up the chats and we'll call it a night. Thank you so much. It was a good discussion. See you guys later. See you on Sunday. All right. Uh, Let's see. Daniel Davis. Um, today, the sub was banging metal on the inside every hour, but they're searching in an area as, as dark or in the dark as big as Connecticut. Also, it will take nine hours just to surface it. This is why I watch movies. Yeah, I, and I haven't looked at the news since we started the stream, obviously, so I don't know if there's any Titanic sub news, but it is not looking optimistic in that situation, certainly. Amish Extremist says, On June, Juneteenth Eve, I placed nine volts and smoke detectors under the bicycle, but when I woke up on Juneteenth morning, my bicycle was gone. Why would St. Floyd do this? Oh, man, that's that's what we need is... Uh, Juneteenth uh, carols, Juneteenth poetry, all of that. Um, let's see. Dennis the Menace. Hey, uh, finally managed to catch you all live. Here are some shekels since I'm passing through. Ever since I moved out to the boonies, I can't afford the data for the live streams. Well, thank you for tuning in and thank you for supporting the show nonetheless. And I'm sure you have found a much more uh, worthwhile life out in the woods. And maybe someday I will uh, I will meet you there the way things are going. Enjoy it. Uh, Mrs. Yo- Yukotakahama. Have you heard of the Tylenol, Tylenol lawsuits, Mrs. Blonde? Uh, it currently has some class action lawsuits of mothers who took it while pregnant but ended up with children with autism. Well, I can't speak for Blonde, of course. Uh, sorry, she just uh, she's out at the moment. But I tell you what, if you would like to submit that as an email question, we can definitely take that next week. If you head on over to the contact page of the website, we will... Uh, we will field that question there. The guy who bought Matt's old house. Matt, this is the hole at groin. Sorry, Matt, what is this hole at groin height doing in my new bathroom wall? This isn't good enough. I demand a refund. No, no, there's no glory hole at all. Uh, they got very fine remodeled bathrooms out of that deal, in fact. So they they uh, they have no complaints in that regard, and they were very thorough with their inspection. So they would have uh, they would have found the glory holes were there any. Uh, Thunderstorm says Cleopatra is Macedonian, blue eyed and reddish blonde hair. Paintings of her exist. Most of North Africa in that time was white. Yeah, I uh, I I never even bothered looking. Uh, I, I I didn't look at the Cleopatra show or movie or even what it was at all. So unsurprising that it was treated the way it was, though. Meet you. Big announcement from, uh, and thank you, Thunderstorm. Michu says, big announcement from us here on the Breaching Containment team this Sunday. Something we have been working on, Operation Tweety Bird. Well, definitely look forward to that. Send it my way in the email, and uh, perhaps we can figure out a way to make it uh, known to the rest of the listeners. And thanks for that uh, information and for supporting the show. Benzy Box. Trump made a fortune in New York City air rights. Okay, so maybe I'm, maybe I don't understand how air property, air as property is, is uh, managed or understood uh this is it's a new concept to me so i'll have to look that up thank you benzi michu says i prefer to combine my commute with my workout and bike 8.5 miles to work every day when i was 21 i ran a red light and a cop pulled me over and gave me a citation for it good on that police officer you were a vehicle at the time and you were bound to the vehicle rules of the road thank you for your honesty michu too i appreciate it 
Uh, Western Sun says, always thought I'd end up, uh, this is is what we read. Uh, All the best to you, Western Sun. Very much appreciated. And let's see, we'll hop over to Odyssey. We're good. DLive, we're we're good. And we just have a few on Rumble. Um, Haughty Twerkman, the Libby Dam created Lake (laughs) Kukanusa. The Flathead Tunnel is named after the Bitterroot Salish. I have never been to Lake Kukanusa. Let me look up exactly where this is. 90 mile lake uh, reservoir in uh, north. Oh, it's it's in British Columbia. Okay, so it, it's kind of straddles the uh, the Montana British Columbia border. Okay. Um, yeah, damming the Kootenai River in uh, by the Libby Dam in 1972. All right. Yeah, my uh, my knowledge of Northwest Montana is pretty limited, as I mentioned. Thank you, Twerkman. Bert says, are we going to start fighting the gay war as culture war veterans or do we fight both at the same time? Well, the gay war, the gay war comes for you. We're all going to get drafted eventually here. Bert also says, I don't care what peanut butter you like or how you like your steaks cooked. If you believe cheese is a pizza topping and not an ingredient, then you need to be publicly executed. That's kind of interesting. Um, You can get cheeseless pizza. I don't know why people order such things, but you can get it. I guess would that be if you say a pizza with nothing on it, does that mean no cheese? I don't know. I guess I've never thought of this, but it, it does seem to me that you have a point that when you order a pepperoni pizza, for example, cheese is an assumed ingredient. It's not a topping that you ask for in addition to the pepperoni. So I'm inclined to agree with your assessment there, even though cheese pizza is also a thing. So it's kind of complicated, but, uh, but I think I think you're probably right. Bert also says the new strawberry frosted flakes is so great when you pour your milk on first, you already know how much milk you'll need. Well, I, I don't care what the technology and cereal, how that develops. It's cereal first, milk second, and that's just all there is to it. Putin you down says, who did it? I think you did it. No, it must have been Jew's idea, or at least a Jewish conspiracy. Now that, that is good writing there. Uh, <laughs> those are those those are some lines I wish I would have written myself. That is that is well done. Who zoo? Who zoo? And you, the uh, the trio, the three stooges behind coronavirus, uh, patient zero. Well done, Putin. Uh, Burton says whatever force uh, you use to restrain an attacker or a threat is exactly how much for it is sufficient. I hate this leftist bull. Well, yeah, it's a. Uh, I mean, there was an imminent threat of potentially lethal force, serious bodily injury. I don't, I guess I'm trying, like, in my mind, would it have been justified for lethal, like, would lethal force be justified against Neely in that case? If he's saying, I'm I'm going to kill you, I don't care if I go to jail, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, he's threatening imminent lethal force against you. He's in your face at the time. He's in immediate physical proximity. I don't have to wait for him to actually start trying to kill me. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a problem with uh, with the force that was deployed, even if it was lethal force. Don't threaten lethal force if you don't want to meet lethal force. It's a pretty simple rule. Uh, Bert says, uh, go to Occupy Democrats Twitter feed. Leftists losing their collective brainwashed minds because President Trump may have a town hall on MSNBC. They're losing their minds because of different views. Well, that sounds classic, but that's that's news to me that he might have a uh, an MSNBC town hall. Although I would definitely enjoy watching it. I wonder if Rachel Maddow will uh, will host. That would be great. 
whoever they pick to, to host will be great, but her in particular. Uh, we're good on, excuse me, we're good on Odyssey, good on D-Live, good on Rumble. And uh, we are all set on YouTube and Tippy, which means that does it for a stream. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. As always, very much appreciated. Appreciate your calls. Appreciate your email questions. Thanks for all of your uh, participation in the show and your support for the show, of course, as well. Uh, we will be back on Sunday as usual. If you missed any part of the show, you can uh, head on over to the podcast page of the website as soon as we're finished up here and listen back. MattChristensenMedia.com slash podcast is where you can find it. Speaking of anything else show-related, MattChristensenMedia.com is where you go to find it. We will see you back on Sunday. Have a great week. Bye.